Hello, this is Grace Hayes, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from various locations. This is Sean, aka the Truth, aka the Super Nicest, aka the Narmister R, aka not the black dude you thought I was. This is Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Kulo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local, also that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badge, honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and tracksuit poppy. <laughs> and welcome to the end of 2020 mm-hmm. it's our by 2020 special podcast end of the year episode yeah so uh how'd you spend your holidays sean oh uh, you know pretty chill um wednesday i went around delivering gifts to a bunch of people including one of our guests dropping off stuff uh like drove all over town I went to uh, Nick and Rachel's, dropped off stuff for my godson. Then went over to my brother's house and dropped off some gifts for my niece and nephew. And then went over uh, to one of Samantha's friends and dropped off gifts for them. And then the Christmas Eve, went over to my parents' house for a little bit with just uh, me and Samantha, my parents, hung out, um, had some food. We got some sushi from Tokyo. Sushi has a to-go special now. Mm-hmm. So we got some sushi for dinner on Christmas Eve, uh, open gifts on Zoom with her her parents, and then uh, like Christmas Day, just chilled, watched some football, watched some basketball. How about you? Um, yeah, just because uh, uh, Latinos, we open stuff the 24th. So I uh, went to her parents' place first. I, I, I like help with dinner, I like help cook some prime rib and stuff here at the house, but Went to her parents' house, um, you know, met up, uh, like, her parents, her cousin uh, were there, and we just opened presents for the kids there. And then here, then after that, came here to my house, and my brother and sister were here, and we just opened presents that day. Friday, just chilled all day until, you know, salute to you, Ricardo. Happy birthday. His birthday is on the 25th, and just chilled with him after that. Got a little lost in the sauce. With just a couple couple of friends and and that's really it, you know. Got my baby a little Mercedes Benz so she could drive around, and um, some shoes. We all got matching shoes. I all, I got us all three of us some maroon New Balances, so it's pretty tight. And um, that's it. I just got like cologne. I got cologne and clothes. Tanya got me video games as well too. Pretty tight. Nice. Mm-hmm. What video games? Uh, for the Switch, I got like the. She got me the Mario Tennis. And uh, the Olympic one, so it'll be it'll be fun once it gets deeper into the winter and you can't even go outside. <laughs> I mean, it's getting pretty fucking cold so far. <laughs> yeah, it's getting pretty bad. Well, as is tradition, we have some guests for to help us break down the year and generally 
just rank things and be elitist judgmental people mm-hmm. so uh joining us once again is monica aka buck huntress and ian aka watson watson <laughs> welcome back to the show guys <laughs> monica you've been on i think at both of our previous end of the year episodes mm-hmm. on last year plus you've been on the teacher panel so mm-hmm. you guys know the drill yeah i'm an alumni yeah <laughs> how was your guys's christmas it was good. Uh, made a ham, so that was fun. Dude, fuck a turkey. Like, ham is where it's at, honestly, for holiday dinners. It's so easy, and it's so delicious. Yeah, I remember you, you were telling me you were kind of worried. I'm like, how hard can it be? Just put it in it there. It's not hard at all. You just pop that thing in the oven for, like, two hours and just add some sugar uh, coating onto it, and that's it. Nice. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. So did that, and then opened some gifts which were mostly baby gifts <laughs> gonna be a parent so i guess that's how it's gonna be now no gifts for me what? Uh, none at all <laughs> no no i told people i was like i don't want anything uh we just need to get like baby stuff so we're ready so i got i got nothing but i did buy myself some new timberlands there you go what color they're burgundy Ooh, what's up? okay yeah. so that's yeah that was it pretty chill you know covid christmas just at home dre and i that was it and you guys have already picked out a name for the baby yeah so we're gonna do um Bo francis if it's gonna be a girl or francis Bo if it's gonna be a boy oh okay yeah a little flip yeah, yeah. a little story they could tell when they're older mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm really hoping it's gonna be a girl like I don't really care either way, but I'd love to have a, a girl that I could dress real nice and, you know, give, give her some cool shoes and beanies and plaid sweaters. Hard same. Hard same. I feel like, no offense, but like, I feel like boys as children are overrated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Caesar, you have a girl. So what do you think? It's awesome. Uh, yeah. Like for me, like it didn't matter if it was going to be a boy or a girl, like, um, cause like, um it just didn't matter you know and it's awesome having a girl um it'd be awesome having a boy too but like yeah we just have fun like i feel when we go out together it's just like the mandalorian like me and her get into trouble and like go on adventures you know (laughs) she's my she's my grogu and we just like (laughs) you know and we just like do things together and we hang out we like chill really hard sometimes on the couch and just watch her shows or whatever my shows like and you got her, you got her stylish too. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what uh, little baby Ballard's gonna look like. Oh, yeah, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, if we have a boy, it'll be cool too. But yeah, I'm hoping it's a girl. We're not finding out until mm-hmm. the baby is so, delivered. So we'll see. Is the, I like that as well. Yeah. Does yeah, the, is the baby sitting high or is it low? Oh, hella low. I have to pee like every okay. ten minutes okay. to get up. You guys what is what up. is what is a uh, Caesar's? What does that? What does that mean, Caesar? What does that tell you? Uh, I think it's a boy. Mid midwife Caesar. I think okay. it's a boy. Mm-hmm. I think, Caesar. I think it might be a boy, just because that's what I've heard too. If it's lower, it's a boy. But I think that might just be bullshit. Too. It might be, but I guessed it right on my like. I think I was in in high school, and like my uh, I had like an English teacher, and she had an aide, and the aide got pregnant, and I happened to see her at the hospital, and I was like. I was like, I bet you a hundred bucks is going to be a boy. Cause it sits low. And, she, and then when she returned, she didn't give me the money obviously, but like when she returned to school after 
her prego stuff uh she was like yeah it was a boy season so dude that's yeah. science yeah it's just I mean, it's like it's you just, have a pretty good fucking chance of getting it right <laughs> yeah 50 50 there's only two like, possible outcomes and one of them's right yes we're doing like a betting pool so if you guys want to partake we're doing five dollars and whoever gets closest to the day the time the sex and um oh it was one other one whoever gets closest to all those mm-hmm. wins the pool of money and right now we have like 50 bucks in there what's your oh we got to do that what's yeah. your official due date uh feb 7th february 7th okay I'm picking earlier than that. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah sure. mm-hmm. okay. I know you want it earlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty over it. Like, I've had a super easy pregnancy compared to horror stories I've heard. Like, yeah. I haven't been been able to, like, walk around and do stuff. Haven't been, like, better than. So, it's been easy, but I'm just over it. I want my body back. And it's good that it's, like, right now, not in the summertime, you know? Like That's true. Like with COVID stuff, it's been nice, mm-hmm. you know, being pregnant because I can't do all the things I want to do anyways. Yeah. So if we're all on lockdown, it's kind of nice to have an excuse. Well, most people are on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Some people are still out there living their best life. All day. Yeah. Well, uh, Ian, yeah. How we you have some big news as well. Exactly. Congratulations. Yes. You yeah. and Jamie on the engagement. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, popped a question uh, Christmas morning. Uh, had the ring uh, in a little hideaway ornament that was on the tree for about a week, uh, about four days. Huh. And uh, just wrote her a nice card, you know. Uh, we're kind of writers. We, we tend to want to write things out <laughs> instead of trying to, you know, trying to remember all the, the stuff you want to say. So, uh, yeah, but she, she kind of knew it was coming anyways. It wasn't that big of a shock, but it was uh, still... Still really nice to, you know, just commit to that. And, you know, I, I knew it was time. It's been about four years. So, uh, yeah, feel good, really good about it. Um, and so, yeah, that was the big part of Christmas morning. And then we uh, made some tamales. We, we, we tried that out. Um, luckily, our neighbor gave us a masa, so we didn't have to go through the process of making it. <laughs> so we, we kind of skipped a step. So, um uh, so did that and went over to the parents' house, uh, her parents, and uh, told them the news. That was super fun to see their reaction. So it welcomed me into the family. Do we and, need to have a uh, moment of silence for Michael K? Michael K. <laughs> Your alter ego that he's, we he's, all he's, used to know. Been, we all know and love him so much. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll see a little appearances maybe here and there. But. Maybe when uh, COVID's over? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. We'll have a little vaya, a, a vaya con Dios send off. <laughs> if COVID's over and I have my baby and I'm back out and about, Michael K and Monty will come back out. Yeah, party. and Ernesto will yeah. go out there too. Yeah, but, all yeah. of us are come back out. Like, I, <laughs> what, what's your what's your uh, name, Sean? I never. Super, super nicest. Is that is that when you get your crazy? Alter ego. No. Oh, my alter. My drunk alter ego. Yeah. Oh, was it Caesar Jules? Yeah. <laughs> Jules. Yeah. Jules, like from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, but it's cool. Like even even with like when Leia was born, I think she's been to more bars than my sister has. So. <laughs> like just taking her out. Yeah, which is pretty, which is pretty tight, because like a lot of places, you know, they there's outdoor seating and things like that, you know, and they let the kids in for you know a little bit. And 
But yeah. Like we could just walk the stroller down to public house and hang out outside. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's she's been to the public house a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A memory popped up uh, from a meeting we had at Farino last year the other day, <laughs> and it was like beers, babies, and business. <laughs> yeah. With the yeah. uh, baby Leia. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was pretty good. Why not? Well, welcome back to the show, guys. Um, to start off, we have a little question this week. Uh, I was debating this with some friends last week on a Zoom call. Uh, does Santa Claus wrap gifts or does he leave them unwrapped so you know it's from Santa Claus? Because in my house, when I was a kid, Santa Claus did not wrap gifts. That's how we knew they were from him. He just let, like Christmas morning, those gifts appeared under the tree and around the living room and sometimes hidden elsewhere in the in the house <laughs> for us to find. Huh. Yeah. Well then why does he have the elves for then? That's what Mike said. Mike was like, why does he have elves? And I was like, the elves are making the fucking toys. Duh. They, what what they got to <laughs> But mine were always wrapped. So yeah, mine, mine were wrapped too. Yeah. Oh dang. I'm outnumbered here. That's yeah. funny because on the Zoom it was the other way around. Huh. Hmm. He was the only one who, who said that Santa Claus gave him wrapped. This is, these are the important things, you know, people may, might not know. What does Leia think about this? Leia, <laughs> Leia, she just, uh, she's like still new. She's a freshman at really unwrapping presents, but, uh, she, all, all of hers were wrapped. Hi, Leia. Does she like tear into them or does she do it very like gingerly? A little bit. Like she does good with like the bags that have the. Um, stuff coming out of the top because she like she's seen them before and like throws them in the air and things like that but <laughs> it's like when it's like wrapped like like a regular box or whatever it's tough for her to like she doesn't know to get her fingers in there and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think that part would be fun like with kids like wrapping them the night before mm-hmm. and like putting carrots and celery out for santa and some cookies like that would be fun the santa yeah, but- the santa really like carrots and celery though no, those are for the reindeer. My niece and nephew did that. For the like, reindeer? They're four. This is their first year, like, with Christmas. Like, they understand it. And they were, like, mm-hmm. so excited. They're, like, I was, like, oh, did you leave out cookies for Santa? And they're, like, yeah, he ate all of them except one. And then they're, like, then the reindeer ate the carrots and celery. And I was, like, oh, okay. They, mm-hmm. you know, they got new stuff. They got more stuff than we had when we were kids, Caesar. you know? Yeah, yeah. They got the elf on the shelf stuff. Yeah. I did that with my classroom. Mm. Did you? Good for you, Ian. Fuck yeah, that's the only reason Elf on the Shelf should be used. It should be a teaching tool. Yeah. Right. Big brother watching him. you. Threaten him for the say, future. Oh. I like, didn't like that. I like all the memes with like other variants of Elf on the Shelf. They have, some of them had me laughing pretty good. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw one dolly on a tamale and I started <laughs> laughing. I like that one. Yeah. Do you guys see the advent calendars? We had one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, my brother has one with the, with my niece and nephew here. Mm-hmm. They there. Don't they have ones with like whiskey in them? Trying to get it. Mm-hmm. They should. I think someone like I, I know you know, like a whiskey one or it maybe wasn't the whole month, but it's like uh, a different alcohol every day. A different kind of whiskey. I guess it was just a variant of whiskeys. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I would, cool. I would, I would describe the cuteness with Leia is like she's like a little adorable munchkin, Leia. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. She's like getting in everywhere. She's like getting on chairs now. 
Um, like mo- like moving it? chairs around and things like she's that. She's not even two yet. Yeah. She's like a year and a half. I don't know. Her birthday's May, but uh, yeah, she might be like I, I don't. I'm not. We I talked last month. We don't do we don't do fractions. Yeah, for, exactly. For I don't do the months. Age. She's like a year and a half around there, and then after that goes the two. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's like moving around, like moving stuff around, climbing on everything. Um, she lounge she lounges pretty good. It's pretty awesome to see her like with the bottle. It's like we only give her the bottle just to go to bed, just to like give her the warm milk so it helps her pass out <laughs> mm-hmm. at night. But other than that, it's just like uh, she's talking all the time, yelling at us to play, and like which is good, you know. Dude, I mean the I apple doesn't like, fall far from know? the tree. Mm-hmm. I learned you don't have to warm up like breast milk for babies they can drink it cold yeah like there's no reason to warm it up unless they just prefer it mm-hmm. that blew my mind i thought there were like i don't know bacteria or something you had to warm up no like the breast milk they're making like... breast milks before before mm-hmm. microwaves yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's just it's just what they prefer too like i think uh my homie he like always gave them cold milk just so when they're like on the road or you know in the car or whatever they will take the cold milk you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. I had no. I'm learning so much about this stuff, guys. Yeah, I they, bet you're gonna learn even more. Yeah, they have like plugins, so you could like warm up a bottle in the car. It'll plug into uh, like a USB port, or uh, I got like, mm-hmm. bottle warmer, guys. Yeah, yeah I got mm-hmm. those. There's just like so much things, like yeah. But like, if I had money, I would do baby things because you could charge whatever you want. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, why is this little thing like a hundred dollars? I don't understand. Are, are the other mothers and fathers in your guys' family giving lots of advice to, to the two of you? No, like my family knows, like, I don't want to hear it kind of thing. <laughs> They've had a long time to learn that. <laughs> I just want to do my, my own thing. It's like when the baby comes in February, we've already told our parents, like, give us two months. Like, we don't want anybody here, like, all up in our shit. Like, we just want time to get adjusted we don't need people like crowding us so but, like everybody's been pretty good about just backing off a little bit monica's so good at setting those healthy boundaries yeah yeah she just you have to it's like wonderful. otherwise you have like 10 people here and they're all just like all over you look at the baby right. look at the baby look at the baby mm-hmm. but yeah like it... our house is too small like, i don't want people to be here and they're like and people like trying to sleep here no i'm good yeah i i I, a lot of my friends and like when my brother had both of my niece and nephew like i saw them in the hospital you know and then i waited like a week or two before even going to the house to see them because it's like especially the second kid because they they already had the baby like i'm like it's got to be overwhelming wild over there like Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to sleep and happens to learn how to like take care of this living thing yeah and it's like recommendation just like on a routine and that's it and it works out like leia went was going to sleep at like nine o'clock at night every night and would sleep throughout like at the beginning she'd wake up because she was hungry bottle boom back to sleep and then every couple hours like just on a routine and it just helps your life so much better to start them out early on a routine instead of like all over the place because then it's just like boom 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 like it doesn't matter how old you are whether you're six months or 17 years old children need routine Mm -hmm. and structure that's that's the key yeah that's the key i'm a professional child tamer okay (laughs) i've worked from ages three to fucking 18 give them structure and routine 
helps so much. Yeah, like I just read um, this book called The Crib Sheet. And it's like this lady who's an economist who had kids. And she was giving like her data insights about like <laughs> raising toddlers, which I love because it's not like super anecdotal. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like such a good book to read because it's true. It's like, it's common sense stuff that people just forget about, mm -hmm. you know, like routine. Yeah, duh. Like that makes the most. I sense. mean, like, shit. Oh. Adults need fucking structure and routine. Like, yeah. Like humans. That's that's a that's a, a that's a trait of the species, not of an age group or any or like gender or anything. Like everyone needs structure and routine in their life. Mhm. One hundred percent. I think what scares me the most is like I've always not liked little infants. Like they're just gross. <laughs> so I'm afraid like I'm gonna be grossed out by my own baby because I'm not like a kid person. But. But I feel oh, like you'll get over it quickly. Yeah, when the baby when the baby pops out, things change. So yeah, that's what I'm here. So that's what mm -hmm. I'm hoping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But enough about babies. Let's talk about other stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> what's this is another question. What's the best Christmas movie? A and B is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Hmm. For Die Hard a Christmas movie. I don't know. I feel like Christmas movies are like whatever your household traditions are, you know, like I, mm -hmm. I didn't watch Die Hard. So for me, no, but I think for a lot of people, they probably did. So maybe it is. Yeah. I, I wouldn't argue if someone said Die Hard's a Christmas movie, I'd say, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel like people who are still arguing Die Hard is a Christmas movie are trying way too fucking hard. Like yeah. it was funny when people first said it, but like Die Hard's not a fucking Christmas movie. Like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Sorry. Like <laughs> I, I love like, it. It's, it's it a great movie. It's super funny. Like my little brother Bryce was obsessed with that movie when he was a kid. Mm. He used to always walk around saying "Yippee Kaye, motherfucker." <laughs> but it's not. It's not a fucking Christmas movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like like a meme in 2014 started saying it was a Christmas movie and now all these people stand on it like it's some hardcore belief. Yeah. And it wasn't intentionally made to be a Christmas no. movie. But this is he's like Santa Claus. This is, he gives coal aka bullets to the bad guys cuz they're bad and then he gives the gift of life to all the good people. Boom. That's that's how I do it. Yeah, Santa like, Claus doesn't give life. He's more like God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a gift though. That's why it's you have to say gift in there. But did it come out around Christmas? Like, how did that even start? It's just like on it, Christmas it just time. It takes place on Christmas Eve mm -hmm. at like a Christmas party. Yeah. Okay. It was probably done in the summertime. It was in Los Angeles. So like, it's never cold there anyway. So yeah, it's definitely not a quote unquote Christmas movie, mm. but whatever. Fuck. Like if you're, if you're like, it's a Christmas movie, think long and hard. Yeah. Are you saying that because it's funny or because you actually believe it? Yeah. Like, what I do think is a Christmas series or two christmas series of movies uh lord of the rings and harry potter those are two christmas. are those because those came out on christmas and you saw them on christmas and they're they're both very christmas centric you know they're cold a lot of the scenes are <laughs> cold. christmas cold <laughs> there's snow middle, middle earth is a cold okay okay that shit is cold as hell uh, cold and dark and gloomy. Rohan, the, fe the, the fields of Rohan look cold as fuck. So yes, I I think those two are like uh, Christmas-ish movies. Okay. What about you, Ian? As far as my favorite or the best, yeah. or anything. Um, you know, I've always liked the Christmas Carol. I'm gonna go traditional. I mean, I don't know. I for some Which reason version? I see it every. 
You know, the last two years I've been watching like the OG version, like the black and white. I, it's probably the first version. Uh, Jamie likes to watch TCM all the time. So she always just throws it on while we're uh, doing holiday stuff or, you know, just chilling. And uh, that always comes on. And that's like, I don't know. I've always been just really into that movie for like all, all kind of um, variations of it. You know, I mean, it's been redone a thousand times, but I just, I think it's just a storyline um that i like i don't know you gotta defend it it's you this is your mm-hmm. opinion yeah exactly yeah no i'm just saying i think it's maybe because it's kind of there's ghosts in it so it still has kind of like a kind of a dark you know it's a little dark mm-hmm. and I, I like things that have the a little inner dark. the inner emo person in you can enjoy it <laughs> yeah pretty much do you so. do you guys have i, mean, I also like edward scissorhands that's a good like christmas one yeah mm-hmm. i Caesar, like what are your christmas movies um, I usually just, like I said, I watch Die Hard, um, and just like, like any of the classics are really fun to have in the background as you're like doing things, you know, uh, because like the music and stuff like that, but, but yeah, just Die Hard pretty much is the one I'll really sit down and watch. And other than that, um, I've always felt like the Lord of the Rings movies were kind of Christmas movies just because I feel like they came out on Christmas and then I got each one, like the extended version on Christmas for gifts, like back to back to back years but uh my mom you always loved it run. yeah for like six hours you just let them run and they're <laughs> in the background they're nice well my dad salutes to my dad he'd always watch old uh school like what's the movie uh, with charlton heston we got it for him once for like uh spartacus mm-hmm. he would always watch and the <laughs> ten commandments on on like christmas that was like his mm-hmm. those were his jam like every night christmas night it was like after dinner and dessert like my dad was gonna fall asleep to watching fucking Ten Commandments <laughs> with Charlton Heston, uh. but uh, Christmas Story too. My mom loves mm-hmm. a Christmas Story, but an underrated one I've been on lately. The Home Alone movies are, are yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah, low key. Fucking hot. Watch the Home Alone uh, documentary, like series. yeah, the movies that made us. We watched it the other night. Yeah, that yeah. shit was shot in uh, school gym like that's crazy that it wasn't shot in an actual house mm. yeah most of it yeah they i mean there is the actual house for the external shots but yeah mm-hmm. a lot of that was shot in that gym yeah. Di- they, so that show also has an episode on die hard which we also watched oh shit yeah it's uh, called the movies that made us it's on netflix there i think it's ghostbusters die hard home alone dirty dancing and maybe one other movie I can't remember, hmm. but like all classics that everyone's seen. Gonna have to look at that. Do you guys have like a favorite hip hop Christmas song? I don't really like Christmas songs. <laughs> so no. I, like we just did a whole show of them, and a lot of them are pretty whack. Mm-hmm. I like it's funny to do it like once a year, but to me, like my favorite one, I mean, is the classic is that Run DMC one, just mm-hmm. because I feel like it's actually like a good beat and a good song to listen yeah. to. I liked when Who Cares did that cover. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about? Which no, one? actually, I'm not. I don't. They did. I think it was a like a uh, Cool Mo D. Then Cool Mo D or like Curtis Blow has one. Is mm-hmm. it the Curtis Blow one? No, I, I let me see if I can look it up because mm-hmm. they did a really good job on that one. Caesar, do you have a favorite? Like like the Run DMC one's good. Um, but yeah, and in the Mariah, anything Mariah Carey, that Christmas album is fantastic. 
I fucking woke up to Mariah Carey Christmas. So the last two mornings, <laughs> I woke yesterday. I woke up to Jackson Five Christmas, which mm-hmm. salutes to my parents. They were like, "We have a surprise for you at the house, like their old house in Sparks. My brother lives in, like, go, like go in the garage, and it was a box of their old records from the '60s and '70s, and in that collection was my original." Jackson Five Christmas album that that Shannon and I used to listen to back in the day. Nice. And I woke up to that album in my head yesterday, and this morning, it was Mariah Carey Christmas. I like just. Do people shit on her all the time? But it's it's still great. Like that she can't control the because Gap made it into a fucking commercial Mm -hmm. and ever like it just blew up. Like that was a banger before the it became a commercial. Mm -hmm. That that album was like quadruple platinum or something crazy. You know who has a, a good Christmas album though is uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm not a big Christmas song fan, but uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings made a Christmas. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, I have an Ultimate Christmas Songs playlist, and that the, her their their albums on there. Yeah, I discovered I, it this year. Yeah, I think last year I think I played one song off that last year on our Christmas one. But yeah, very influenced by James Brown Christmas album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much any of the Motown Christmas albums are pretty flames. Like, <laughs> and that's like what I grew up on as a kid. Yeah. So, that takes me back. Mm-hmm. Ian, have you found it yet? No. No, I'm having like a hell of a time. They usually well, post it around Christmas, but I can't yeah. find it. I'm trying to see have if they guys, have like a. Have you guys seen the match commercials yet? Where the Satan is <laughs> dating 2020? Yeah, it's weird. It's pretty. I thought they were hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's super weird, but it's also pretty funny. Yeah. That was my best commercial of the year. As we move move really? into the best of the year stuff, that's one of my favorite com- Just because it was like out of left field and it's super fucking fun. Like, whoever thought of that? I mean, you think it's a movie at first, but then you're like, oh, wait, no, that's it. <laughs> I mean, after watching Wonder Woman, which we'll talk about later, I, I, I guess I could waste two hours on a fucking movie where <laughs> the year 2020 is an actual person. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, that's what I told Tanya. I'm like, I just wasted some hours of my life right now <laughs> watching. And Leo, Leo was interested at the beginning of Wonder Woman because the little girl, you know, and like she like the whole time. I think she did like 45 minutes of like a non-cartoon movie, which was pretty tight yesterday. It's really not good. See, I want to watch it, and I haven't seen. It we'll yet. talk about it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it more. Let's... But yeah, what are what are you what are you guys' best of the year? What did you guys come up with? Best of the year stuff. Because 20, we need it for 2020. It's, it's been a shitty year. For like movies or whatever. Whatever you want. What was your best fucking chill place to hang out during COVID? Like, <laughs> whatever you got, we'll take it. Yeah. My my office, I guess. But no. Uh, for movies, I like that 1917 movie that came mm-hmm. out like early in the yeah. year. That one's really good. That, did you see? Like that continuous shot yeah do you see like how it was shot and how crazy Mm -hmm. it is where like they had to like pick the same time of day to keep everything Mm -hmm. continuous and like it's it's so hard to do a long shot like i think another Mm -hmm. another good long shot one is on daredevil season two where they fight in in that hallway and to do a whole movie in a long shot is just like like how crazy is that Mm -hmm. it's wild Mm -hmm. totally um, but that was a great movie. I saw that at the Sparks. Um, that was my first movie that I saw at the Sparks IMAX, and it was fucking rad. It's pretty cool, huh, in there. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not busy, which is tight. Compared- it's not busy. And yeah. they have loungy sheets, mm-hmm. uh, seats, which was 
are so like super comfy and they have alcohol mm-hmm. yeah it's great so hold on just to chime in i found it, it it's the uh, um <laughs> It was the Treacherous Three. They did uh, Santa's rap. Mm-hmm. I think it was from Beat Street. Um, so they did a cover of that. Yeah. Of course, Who Cares takes the. Deep, is that on an album? Is that on a Who Cares album? No, they just shot a video. Like mm-hmm. the video is kind of. Um, if you've seen the Beat Street version, it's like all black and it just has their their heads and like you know they're wearing Santa caps and they're just rapping. So they kind of just did a parody of that. I, I think they covered just basically the whole song like that way um their version and it was it was well done so well we all know them all loves fucking beat street yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but any uh favorites or best of the year ian um i'm not i'm not a huge movie person so i can't really go down that that street (laughs) what was what was your guys's favorite favorite show to binge i know you've been binging what what's your favorite binges from this year queen's gambit was good really i've heard that i haven't watched it yet i, I heard it shot really good too i kind of want to see it for the cinematography i liked um i like the fact that they told a story about a female character with addiction problems which you don't see very often and um like from the perspective of her being able to like have sexual relationships with like her male chess friends but that doesn't become like the main storyline like it still keeps on her and being like a professional chess player i liked that too it's like you can have side stories of like her getting down with friends but that doesn't become like the main storyline of like love interests i thought that was cool nice i just got done watching a schitt's creek dude i started schitt's creek like three weeks ago so fucking funny yeah it just gets better like every season so um yeah jamie and i really connected actually we we kind of had a schitt's creek engagement that's like the card i got her was uh it was david um rose you know and uh, it's the simply uh, yeah i don't want to give away but there's a i saw i saw your sweater like ew 2020 yeah, so she got me the sweater and the card I gave her was like kind of the same image, but it was based on a song that pops up in one of the later seasons that you're simply the best. So, um, so yeah, we just got done watching it. So it was really cool how it kind of worked out in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's an older, you know, series, I, but it just came to Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of getting like a, like a re, uh, re-immersion of fan, a fan base now. Yeah, Samantha's already watched it and then so I'm rewatching it with her. I think we like, I think one night last week we watched eight episodes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, like it's super easy. It's yeah. So I think we're already like almost to season four. Yeah. And I, I started watching The Mandalorian, but I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm halfway in. Uh, season well, two. salutes to fucking Mecca who ruined that for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw you <laughs> post about that. Motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, I like The Mandalorian. I've been watching The Expanse. I love that's on like Amazon. I'm going to start that. I, you got me. Like, I keep seeing commercials for it. You got me, Caesar. I'm, I'm going to start watching like, that. Like, it, it is a little weird at the beginning, but it's like space sci fi and the relationships, you know, like the character building's nice and slow. And it's based off a book. And I heard the book's pretty good. But, uh, but yeah, and it just seems pretty tight. The Expanse. I've just been watching like weird sci fi stuff. Um, and just like since I work from home, so it's a lot of binging and like even movie, even shows that I, I are not that good. Like I saw the flight attendant, the one that's on HBO and it, it's like 
it wasn't that good, but it was good background, and it was just like easy to plow through that first season, or probably the only season. And yeah, mm. but that um, I've been watching like Fallen Skies, some more uh, sci-fi stuff, Aliens. You in sci-fi lately? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I rewatched a lot of like Insecure mm. episodes. Uh, season four came out like during the summer, so I rewatched Insecure mm-hmm. a couple times. I'm trying to get Samantha to rewatch that because I've seen I haven't seen the season four, but I've seen the first three seasons. And I want to get like rewatch those. I think she I would like that, that show. show. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that show's good. You know what else was good on HBO that came out um, this year was Betty mm-hmm. about like the theater yeah. um, in New York. That show's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, hmm. HBO's been killing it with like, and especially now with the merger with uh, Cinemax, like, and they have like DC cartoon stuff, like. Uh, the animation stuff is oh, awesome. Oh, you know what's coming next week month on mm. on HBO Max? The original Batman the animated series plus mm. Batman Beyond plus they're going to uh the movie Hush of, mm-hmm. and plus they're thinking of redo like continuing the cartoon with yeah. the original cast. That's that's been in talks for a long time. They were going to have like the the original writer, the same like director like have everybody come back to do it. Uh, but yeah. that's been in talks for a while, but it would, it'd be tight. But, but yeah, they got like, it's just so much stuff on HBO. It's like, just like we watched uh, Tanya likes cop stuff. So we watched Southland and that, that show was pretty good. It ended really shitty. I was kind of pissed, but, but yeah, just a lot of cops. I watch like Watchmen. Have you guys seen that? Dude, oh, we, we watched fantastic. that this summer. Yeah. It's I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. That show's so good. First season. Um, but then I didn't watch anymore. But it's pretty good. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, um, Cobra Kai. Dude, and it's coming back on the first. I'm so excited. Yeah, they, they moved you it up. Really. You guys like Cobra Kai? Yeah. I didn't I didn't yeah. well, I haven't watched it. Uh-huh. I like I liked, I liked it. it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's like funny and like there's definitely a lot of cheesy stuff. It's there's a lot like, of cheese. Yeah. Sure. And just like what you expect from like someone that grew up in the eighties and it's like now and trying to like relive his past life, you know? So it's just, it's cheesy stuff. It's funny stuff. It's like sometimes stereotypical old school movie stuff, but it's just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, so we're rewatching all the Star Wars movies because Samantha hasn't seen them. Mm-hmm. So we've watched the first two. And then last night I wrote down like 16 episodes of Rebels for us to watch. <laughs> So I'm super, or for of Clone Wars, I'm super excited to show her Clone Wars because she's only seen The Mandalorian. And I'm like, yeah, like Dave Filoni made an entire series. That's how he made his name was on the Clone Wars cartoon, which is better than all the prequel movies and really all you need to watch. Yeah. Did she get into the newer um, series of Star Wars so she could see it's not as shitty as the Jar Jar Binks. So the, with her, she saw she's seen the original trilogy from the 70s and 80s and hadn't seen all the prequels really until we're watching them. So her background in Star Wars is like the original trilogies and then like kind of watched some of the new movie, like the latest trilogy, but then like got into it really with the Mandalorian. So I'm like no, the reason this is so great is because we always haven't had this greatness as Star Wars fans. Like, <laughs> this is not the normal. So, mm-hmm. like, she was laughing out loud during uh, Attack of the Clones at, like, the dialogue as Luke and uh, as Anakin and Padme fall in love. 
And I, I'm like, yeah, this writing is fucking horrible. So like, bad. It's so bad. Like the entire concept of like a 20 a year old girl, like falling in love with a 10 year old boy that she meets 10 years later uh-huh. is so far fetched and unrealistic. I'm like. And just that little kid actor, I, uh, he was the worst. Yeah. The entire first movie mm-hmm. does not need to be watched at all, except like. Yeah. Except for the last scene with, with Darth Maul. fight with Darth Maul is the only thing that's worth watching in that entire movie. Yeah. But I'm so happy that he comes back in clones. Like oof. that's what I'm excited to show her. She's about to find all that out. So mm-hmm. yeah. I like because I was like looking on Reddit, looking online at like, you know, essential episodes of Clone Wars. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm a fucking Star Wars expert. <laughs> like I literally sat down on Wikipedia with every single episode and read every single synopsis and made like a list. And then I put that list into like two hour chunks for us to like break down <laughs> and watch. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, but yeah, clones is so good. Like, but what I'm worried about is there's they're having too much spinoffs right now. Like, yeah, there's just well, that's Disney for you. That's mm-hmm. Disney. Like, mm-hmm. they're gonna, and they're having like a Rogue One prequel too, right? Yeah, and it's done by Patty Jenkins, who just fucking ruined Wonder Woman. So, <laughs> yeah. But what about music wise? Is music- that the same person that did the first Wonder Woman? Yeah, just- that's why I was like, I'm like, oh, how bad can it be? She did the I first like one. I like that one. I like the yeah. first. No, the first one was like fantastic. But that's like, why it's even harder. It's, it's that's why it's such a. It's, we'll, again, yeah, yeah, we'll come to that in a second. Yeah, what about music? Music wise, right, favorite favorite albums and favorite artists of the year. Uh, for albums, I I had nineteen eighty eight from Knowledge on repeat a lot, like especially while I'm working. Mm-hmm. That was a big one from the year. I think for artists, Chica, just because I discovered her mm-hmm. in twenty twenty, and she's great. You need to like if I follow her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She's her, her Twitter's fire. Mm-hmm. yeah she was live tweeting the other day flying and like some asshole wouldn't put a mask on it was great <laughs> she lied him up no she was she told she she's like was tweeting how she was fucking snitching on him to the <laughs> flight attendants. Good. Uh, Good. So, um, i really was like as far as new artists that i kind of discovered um d smoke hell uh, yeah mm-hmm. i mean i can't get enough of that album i just that blew me away yeah. i Black um, Habits is my joint, man. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so I, I've been listening to that a lot um, still on repeat. Um, another artist, uh, Shay Noir. Fuck yeah, uh, that's what I was going to tell Monica. Monica put me on, uh, Paul Brown so and Monica Earth. put me on to, to uh, uh, D-Smoke and Caesar put me on to Shay Noir. She great, has great she has bars. She came out with two. One with Apollo Brown in the last so album, uh, after twelve o'clock, I think it's called after twelve. Yeah, and then she produced that too. She Something like, that. dude, and she just has bars, and it's just like she gets me pumped every time. Yeah, right. And I'm like, Monica needs to know about this girl right here. I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good thing I'm playing uh, a song later, so don't worry. Okay. But uh, I mean, I like the J Electronica project. Mm. Um, run the jewels for um, Freddie Gibbs um, and Alchemist, and then uh, that Static Select is that balancing act. Yeah, yeah, we've been playing that so much. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah, Static, this... I'm a fan of that. Boom back. Static yeah. is like he's fucking dominated this entire year, like the last mm-hmm. year and a half, really. Yeah, like two years. Like he's coming out and like his features are great. Like the one, that one album last year where they made it, everyone came to like a bar in Brooklyn 
and they all recorded their verses there. They recorded it live. Live. Yeah. And they, then he mastered it just like in his studio in like, like two days. It was like a two or three day turnaround. And him him and Bum B, Trill Static. Mm-hmm. Have you um have you guys heard the uh that Rolling 50 Deep that um DJ K Slay came out with a like a song and it's like 20 minutes long and there's 50 MCs oh, spitting snap. eight bars each. Hmm. It has like Griselda, like Wu Tang, MOP. Hmm. Like E40, Twista, yeah. like Chris Rivers. Speaking like, speaking of Griselda, they yeah, all year. of them, their albums, they like that that their albums, uh Royce the Five Nines album has been on re- <clears throat> repeat mm-hmm. for like that was like that album was when like when the when quarantine first started, like when I was like every day when I'd like go work out, like that was the that was what I was fucking bumping mm-hmm. every single day that Royce the Five Nine. Yeah. And, uh, you guys heard the uh so spillage village came out with a new one, that one yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i love those guys and of course yeah run the jewels was their their album mm-hmm. just was great as usual but toby newigui yes just oh. dropping fire yeah, he separate... live bet performance was mm-hmm. insane was... He, he's dropped two fire albums since the pandemic started mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah, it's, yeah, it's so good and i'm and i'm people are finally like you know we've all, we've been preaching for years already now, and people are finally catching up to us. But yeah, so good, so good. That uh, Rhapsody Twelve Problems track. Yes, really mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like Clear Soul Forces came out with an album this year too. Uh, Sky Zoo came out with another one. Um, but yeah, just we're doing our end of the year radio show this week, and Caesar and I are each going to play our top five songs of the year mm-hmm. and all of our favorites. So. Well, I mean, uh, I like I like the Aesop Rock album, the new one. Yeah. Uh, what's that? What was the lead single on that? Uh, that, that song was fire. Oh, and R.A. the Rugged Man's album too. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The yeah. song you did with DJ Jazzy Jeff, mm-hmm. so good. That whole album, Tip the, to Tail, was good. Love that posse cut though, with all the like Chino XL, Brand Nubian, mm-hmm. Slayers Club, Ice T. Yeah. Um, and I feel yeah, like that was a good uh, album. I, I think it was a little long though. Like that's kind of some of the problems I'm having with some of these albums. They're like good, but they're a little too long-winded. Like you know, like even like Aesop Rock's album probably could have been a few tracks shorter. I but think. I feel like we're the like only people like us listen to whole albums anyway. So mm-hmm. no one, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, I know Black Thought, the, the Train of Thought three. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Black Thought. Anything Black Thought, I'm just like I'm sold. But like the last two years has been his first like actual complete comprehensive albums that he's released and they've been fire mm-hmm. can't go wrong with black yeah. thought salam remy <laughs> speaking of black thought salam Rebbe came out with an album too that was pretty good oh okay. mm-hmm. i didn't see that but see that i one. want to give a shout out to uh ari lennox for rmb mm. that yeah we've been play- we played her a lot i feel like at the beginning of the year yeah she can't like beginning because their album came out when like december last year i think mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. she's been on a lot of like Dreamville stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I forgot like Dreamville and all their shit because it started kind of the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, the, they've been like, the Dreamers Three came out in 2020. I think that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, JID. Yeah, Earth Gang, J Cole, mm-hmm. killing it. And then on R and B too, Kalani. You know, got my crush on her. She uh, she came out with an album this year too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like and that was good too album cover was great 
yeah. was the album cover. Jesus. It's like her looking over her fence and like the world kind of getting a little destroyed a little bit because it's like it came out during pandemic. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But it just I like out to uh to Rhapsody again though on so reason like came out with a new album that sucked. Yeah. But she was on one track uh, of his. And that was the she, best. One. Like lit him up. I'm like, trying to think. I was Herbert, I was talking was to someone about that album. <clears throat> I was thinking of you. I'm trying to think who. Mm-hmm. It might have been uh, it might have been Bacham mm-hmm. or it might have been Gilder. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But they hit me up. It's, they sent me like one of the tracks, and I was like, "Yeah, like it's okay." The Rhapsody song is like overshadows everything, mm-hmm. just like the Busta Rhymes one. Like the song oh. with Anderson Pock is fire, and the song with Kendrick Lamar is fire, and the song with Rhapsody is pretty good. But some of the other tracks are kind of meh. Trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, see, I, I like that album. That was the one I was trying to think of. That that's exactly what I was talking about. It's too long. I think he could have, you know, cut that down about six songs, and it would have been a really solid album. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I was Buster Rhymes has always been one of my favorites, so I actually like listening to that. But it it was just too long for me, though. The Buster Rhymes new mm-hmm. album. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Just too long. Any other honorable mentions for your favorite albums or artists? Those were all of mine for the year. But I was going to concur with you with the Griselda stuff. I think every time they drop an album, it's just better than the last one. Yeah. And then for, for me this year, when Benny the Butcher was the best one. And then uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's then then West Side and then Con- Conway. See, I liked Conway's better than West Side's. But yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> we're, see, we're but, splitting hairs here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Benny, though, hands down, like, that was the best out of the Griselda clan. I think. <laughs> for me, I don't know. no, that, that's for that, me. That Conway, you know? on me. Mm-hmm. that Conway, I think, was really good, but yeah, but I sound like Benny better than Conway, so I don't know. <laughs> Conway kind of sold me on him. I was like, oh, damn, yeah. that, uh, whatever the King Crown, whatever it's called, yeah, the one because that, that one with Method Man, like Method Man, definitely, oh, like, for lemon, yeah, for like being like the age gap, and like, it's he's he still got it. It's because he's working out yeah. every day. He's a monster. Now. So someone else I think who's had a lot of good features this year is Big Crit. And I think like he's killed like all of his features, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was on the that Trinidad James song. Mm-hmm. Um he was on uh he has a track with I'm gonna play later with Toby Nwigwi. Like just Fire. throughout the year, like he's been on all these features and it's it's he hasn't released any of his own music, but mm-hmm. he's been spitting some fire. It's, it's so hard because like I, I've loved Crit forever, um, but just whenever he's put out like an actual album the last, I don't know, four years, five years, it's been hit and miss on like some of the tracks. Like it hasn't been good to, to tell. So I wonder if like that's why he's not putting out anything new. I also yeah. feel like he's really kind of like changing, like maturing, like changing his style. Like his, yeah. like what, what he's doing now is way, I feel like more technical and just denser rhymes than in like within what he was doing like say 10 years ago yeah because was the last one crit was here was that the last one that he did? yeah and i i really like that one a lot because like yeah he matured a lot everything is like his rhymes are being very dense and we're about that here you know yeah but i I'll... mean i still love this little crit though like mm. <laughs> he's 
Uh, I have a really soft spot for Chris. Oh, speaking of soft spots, a uh, little Wayne came out with his album in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was coming. You or, and Lil Wayne. Or uh, the Big Sean album, too. Detroit, too. I really like that one. That track with Freddie Gibbs is so good. Yeah, I really yeah, like Yeah, I like the album. Big Sean one more than I liked the Lil Wayne one. <laughs> Like, I, 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 I personally, my favorite Lil Wayne is like Hot Boys Lil Wayne. Uh, what about uh, Nas's new album? And that was really good because with Hip Boy, like I didn't, I didn't think it would be like that, and it came, it came out great. Especially Nas has. I mean, I wouldn't say it's great. It's great compared to his last yeah. album, which was fucking garbage. Yeah, he's making his way back up a little bit, <laughs> climbing back up that hill. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I'm a big Shabazz Palaces fan, so um, I really like their last release. Um, I just think it was a lot more, I don't know, uh, kind of more poppy. There was like, a, it was a little more like enjoyable to listen as far as like, I mean, I'm into them because it's weird and like electronic with like, you know, like live percussion kind of just experimental stuff. But um, I was listening to the new album and it was really starting to grow on me because it just has like some really good like rhythms in it. So um, I don't know. I'm always a big supporter of what um, Ishmael does. I just, I like, you know, Diggable Planets going into that and just kind of creating his own lane with like a different kind of sound. Really appreciate that. I have to give a couple shout outs. One, uh, Year of the Ox had released the EP, super good. Uh, there are two, but like, I was listening to that all summer long, super hard. They they have s- such good flows. Um, also, Anderson Pac on his features this year was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then YBN Corday, or he's shortened it to Corday. Like his album came out end of last year. That was one of my favorite albums last year. And like he's been releasing some stuff that's really good. Uh, Pop Smoke, obviously he died, but I really got into his music this year. And I hate to say it, it took me so long. All my students have been on them for so long, but I finally started listening to them and actually liking it in Mozzie. Mm. Uh, Is it Mozzie? Oh, I've heard of Mozzie. Yeah, he's like he's from Sacramento, so he's kind of local. And some of his other shit was just like way too gangster, like party, drug dealer raps. But he's starting to kind of evolve and move past that. And um, yeah, and then. The, the the versus with too short and e40 i mean i'm biased because i'm from the bay but i enjoyed that the memes and everything around it so fucking much just because like so much of that took me back to like when i was younger and mm-hmm. all about like when i first moved here i was all about that bay area music i had so many like like selly cell spice one like all all those rappers and uh, like that was the hype you know when i was in middle school and high school mm-hmm. e40 so yeah, it, it took me back seeing seeing all that shit. And E forty dancing and the memes off of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How wasted E forty got reminded me kind of of you, Caesar. Like when when you you get really lost in the sauce of the show and you're just having a good time. I was like, he he's he's getting it. We're like kindred spirits. <laughs> Have you been following the the verses stuff? Have you guys been like keeping up on like watching a lot of them? I've or? only watched. Uh, I watched that one. I watched a little bit of the Jeezy one. Like, that one was weird. I, I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I could with that one. And then I watched one of the earlier ones with uh, RZA. Who did RZA battle? Premier. DJ Premier, Premier. Yeah, I watched some of that one. But like this last one was the one I like watched the whole thing. 
Yeah, I got sucked I, into it. I was about to just watch like ten minutes. I was like, oh, this is this is actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and they're putting on for the Bay Area. Like, they had like I was the build up for it. Like all the meat. Like yeah, the memes and the social media shit was hella funny. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Word. Anything else for music? We did pretty good, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, the next thing we can talk about: Wonder Woman '84. This movie. Uh, so, it seems that meme I posted of of the people looking, watching the dumpster fire. I posted that before the last forty-five minutes of the movie, which were so fucking bad. Like, so it, you know, like we were watching it with Samantha's brother, like on Zoom, and you know, going into it, I'm like, you know, I hope it's not that. You know, I hope it's not too bad. I'm like, it is Patty Jenkins. How bad can it be? But it is DC, and I have no fucking faith in them to make a coherent movie. And like, it starts out great. Like the beginning of it is great. Everything with her, like the little girl, like her is younger. But then, literally, like literally, the f- opening scene with a or in the mall, the CGI and physics of the CGI are so fucking horrible. I was like, "What the hell is going on? What am I watching here?" It was so like, bad. This is like 1997 fucking special effects. It makes no. I'm like, after watching all the Marvel movies and how well they do the physics of the CGI, I'm like, this looks fake and not realistic at all. Mm-hmm. and it got worse from there like like the beginning of the story like i'm like how are all these good actresses and actors making such a shitty movie like Kristen wig fucking pedro pascal aka the mandalorian like mm-hmm. their characters start off so good and they have like the the beginnings of a coherent good story and it, like the most impressive part of the movie is how fucking quickly it falls apart <laughs> after the first 30 minutes we're like you're like how do they fuck this up like this actually had a good setup and everything and like yeah going into the last half hour of the climax of the movie i'm like this is so fucking horrible like i yeah. don't understand what's going on like this is like th- this is spun so far out of control the racist stereotypes with all the mid- middle eastern people i'm like this is so fucking lazy and terrible white mediocrity of fucking Dude, amok it, it's crazy because like yeah like the beginning was good even when like Chris Pine comes, you know, like he becomes like a little like com- comedic relief because he's like from back in the day transported to the eighties, you know. And Here's the first thing that warned me, I didn't think it was gonna be shitty until I started thinking, why the fuck would they spoil him coming back in all the spoilers and not keep that a secret? Mm-hmm. Especially after watching The Mandalorian and how well they hide their spoilers and shit. Why would you show that in this in the spoilers? In the in the trailers, if the movie isn't fucking shitty, mm-hmm. and like so, like it was funny and like it shot well, and like the wardrobe is fantastic, but like yeah, and then they start fighting and like and how the how Pascal becomes the bad guy, it's just like it's just not good, and when she figures out how to fly, it felt like it felt like twenty minutes was taken just to like, but it was like in an awkward time period as well. And it was just like, oh my, this is, it's ridiculous. It's like, it was like reading an essay one of my students wrote where you're like, man, you start off great with this. You obviously didn't put enough time in and like follow through. 
like you put a lot of time into like the outline in the beginning and like your introduction but the rest of it's a fucking mess and you totally rushed obviously to get this done in time because yeah like by the time that that scene was there where she's like learning how to fly i was like uh I'm not fucking this. Like mm. I was over the movie. I'm like I'm yeah. just running the. And here's the thing. Like we started the movie late at like nine, like ten o'clock. So it wasn't like I had anything else. Like it was really like okay, go to bed or fucking keep watching this movie. And I was like indifferent the last hour of the movie. Like mm, if I went to bed mm. right now and never watched the end of this, I wouldn't care or need to. Like the fight scene was horrible at the end with Kristen Wiig, and then at the end how she defeats pascal you know like it's it's um it's by that point i was just on twitter fucking talking shit with people guys, about how bad the movie was spoiling the end for me because we're not gonna spoil I it i don't want to watch it now I just, i'm not even gonna watch it that, that's the whole point of this review <laughs> <laughs> just don't watch the fucking movie. don't fucking watch the movie i've been telling people like you might want to watch it for how bad it is but honestly mm-hmm. like you only need to watch half of it to realize that like the first half is so bad but the second half is like so much worse that it's just you know, there's no need to watch it. Maybe like five years from now, when like the kids are sick on a Saturday and you're sitting at home and it's on TNT, like maybe watch it then. Maybe watch it and then like it'd be like six hours long with all the commercials and like you could just spend a day watching it on TNT or something. Maybe watch it then, but don't fuck. What you should watch instead is Soul. Which is a fucking great movie. Oh yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I watched. We watched that last night, and uh, Jamie Fox and Tina Fey play the two main characters. Um, it's if you've seen um, what's the one with the personalities? Oh, the, uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah, but like it's like different personalities. Pixar movie with mm-hmm. with like the emotions and personalities. Um, Inside Out. Mm, yeah it's like that like that movie's great and this movie is the same it's so good it deals with like super serious topics in a kid-friendly way and very heartwarming movie what is that streaming on disney it's on disney plus okay cool so yeah check out soul i we i'm like damn it i should have like someone like i should have watched that instead of wonder woman 84 (laughs) the other night i could have saved Night of I'm about to cancel my YouTube TV. Well, I did cancel it, uh, so I'm gonna get Disney Plus, and I'll check out Soul, but I won't check out Wonder Woman. I'll skip that one. Just see how bad. Just see how bad it is. Yeah, the only I reason to I'm watch it is to see how yeah. bad it is, because like I'm sure people are like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like one of the people I followed Twitter, like Twitter, was like, oh, it's not that bad, and then literally, he was like, damn it, I should have fucking listened to everyone. I don't know why I thought. I was smarter than all these people who have been <laughs> shitting on this movie for 36 hours, and I decided to watch it. I do like yeah, the, I know. The, the aesthetics is good. I like it. Some like, guy I follow was just like, I'm trying to convince myself that I like this movie. I just can't do it. <laughs> Some people are like, it's fine. And I'm like, you're fucking, you must be a Trump voter because you obviously have terrible fucking opinions and judgment on it, everything. If you think, like, it, like, someone was like, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, bro, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I'm sorry. I, I can't respect your opinion if you but actually thought that was a good movie. Like, how can you be making the movie and like see the direction it's going in and not see how bad it is? But because the studio interferes. It's yeah. not just the, like, it's probably not even Patty Jenkins' fault. Like, with all these DC movies and shit and some of these other movies that are shitty, it's because there's too many fucking hands in the pot trying to make the movie. 
Yeah. And a lot of it they don't is- trust the artist's vision mm. and let them do what they want to do. That's why I'm excited to see this Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Cause I'm like, the 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 movie itself is so it's a bunch of fucking marketing people looking at like data sheets on like what's appealing. Like, oh, we need more explosions or like, yeah, it's just lowest common denominator fucking bullshit cookie cutter, basic bitch fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot. I think what works well with the Marvel movies, like it's having good writing, but then and good storytelling, and also having killer effects. You know, like yeah. you have to have. Both. But that's just Feige. He has it where he is pretty much like makes it or breaks it kind of thing. He's just like his. It's like his direction he's going to, and Disney like gives him a lot of the oversight on everything. Unlike at DC, where like Sean said, there's a lot of hands in the pot. And yeah, that, Marvel had like after like the first couple Iron Man and Thor and like after like once Avengers came out, like they had one person kind of overseeing all the different projects so they were coherent, had store, and then they let the crazy is watching the first like Iron Man and see how shitty that movie is and how like um j- like it's just so gross, like what a womanizer he is, and it completely like shifts after that first movie and i don't know who came in and saved like marvel to make them better but i think did. that was part of tony's like character mm-hmm. arc too yeah. is like he starts off as a fucking like all three iron movies aren't that good i feel like mm-hmm. but like he especially is a douchebag in the first two iron mans well even like the writing's like not that good and like it's just stereotypical like action movie but then it just gets progressively better mm-hmm. yeah yeah, like in 2008, no one was thinking they'd be crying if fucking Tony Stark died. Right. <laughs> Very true. Or that he would mentor like precocious Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Even like Ant-Man, that's supposed to be like the worst movies of like the Marvel series. Like those are still pretty good. They're no, the funny. worst ones are uh, the, 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 yeah, the Ant-Mans are fine. Thor is the, the Thor solo ones are the worst. Thor 1 and Besides 2. Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> One and two are fucking terrible. Fact, Ragnarok like is great. Huh? I like Ragnarok. No, Ragnarok's, Ragnarok's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ragnarok's top five best Marvel movie. Fuck yeah, but like one and two are just they're so hard to get through, um, mm-hmm. especially because like there's some details that you need from Thor. Especially one and two. two. Especially mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's these details, and sometimes like you know before Endgame and Infinity War, you know you're rewatching everything to kind of like get all the little easter eggs and things like that but like thor like those like i kind of like put in between like certain movies so like it wouldn't be that bad (laughs) you know yeah yeah ant-man i like it i like the ant-man movies they're like little heist movies within you know the marvel universe they're funny they're silly yeah they're funny they're so funny my uh my boy michael peña with the comedic relief every time Uh, (laughs) cracks me up reflecting back i think guardians of the galaxy 2 is kind of bad too like the first one's good yeah the second one's kind of like i have i haven't wa- re-watched that like in since i watched it twice and i haven't rewatched it again because it's not that good i think the first one got is really good because we didn't expect it to be that good like kind of like the low expectations then boom so obviously for two they were high and Oh, okay, like no, I can still watch. No, it was it's like, but it's not as you know high as it should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the character building's great, but the storytelling, the story itself, eh. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you know what's you, great is um, Captain America, dude. Or no, 
Is yeah, Captain isn't it? Captain America, the Winter Soldier. That's probably my favorite Marvel one. Yeah, I mean Winter Soldier and Civil War are two of the best. Yeah, Mm -hmm. those. I like Civil War a lot. Civil War is awesome, but yeah, but uh, Winter Soldier because Bucky, Bucky's my guy. Mm -hmm. I feel like Winter Soldier is when they hit their stride. Mm -hmm. Winter Soldier to Infinity War, it was like, boom, 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 yeah, chitty bang. Captain Marvel was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then after, after like, yeah. What, what came out last? Captain Marvel or Infinity War? It was Captain Infinity. Marvel, then Infinity War. Yeah. After and then that, Endgame. like the, yeah, Endgame wasn't that good. Like the Spider Man yep. one, Homecoming, or the Far Away from Home. Yeah, like the yeah, the last few, whatever. I didn't watch any of the Spider Mans to be honest. There's I, only what is there two? There's, or there's two of them. The second one where they travel and they fight uh, Mysterio and like uh, like Paris and London out there in Europe on their school trip. But I just like Spider-Man because it's just like better than the other ones, too. You know, like the bar was was not that high compared to the other Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. What about Black Panther, though? That Black That's Panther. That's what I'm saying. It, it was it was like Civil War. Then they had or it was a. Uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Black War Panther. Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Infinity War, like mm-hmm. you know, they were they were fucking home run after home run after home run. Yeah. So sad about Chadwick Boseman though. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. That shit's so like I, I I was watching like the interview when he talks about how Denzel Washington paid for his internship when he was in college to go to like this acting uh like program in london like crazy mm-hmm. have you guys seen bob Bainey's black bottom on netflix that's no, the last, last movie that he's in yeah i want to watch that it's good and it's shot in like the same setting the entire time so there's just like a shit ton of dialogue um it's pretty good mm-hmm. recommend it very good um, well, Caesar, you want to take a break here and uh, yeah, play your song of the week. So yeah, this is off that Apollo Brown and Shay Noir album, and it's called uh, "Follow the Wisdom," and it features Sky Zoo. So it's gonna be very heavy on bars. So listen and enjoy, guys. Part of me that wants to change. Uh huh. Yo, I'm top five, you can hear the proof when I spit a jewel. Come on, y'all can't compare me to what these niggas do. Selling drugs and things a parent do just to get us food. Not a house so big, got a parachute to my living room. The money good, but it can't be a problem. But I'm quick to put it on your head, bitch, I'm hands free with drama. We grew up with daddy issues, cause we can't see our fathers. And they waited too late to tell us about plan B's and condoms. No respect for a nigga that do dirt with his mans. And when he get caught, he folded. And he tell what he learned on the stand Stood in the fire so long I ended up burning my hands The fire was struggle Wrote a first, Now my words like a fan Now I'm on double XL covers Niggas and bitches From colleges To the jails lovers Just a chick from the hood That's doing Adele numbers Hard to get your respect Unless your skin is a pale color Life wasn't prepared for us The night has come And left me Come and left me Just the light that you 
I gotta talk to God. My brother had the streets and arms reach, but still got a job. Pain of these streets, it ain't worth seeing your daughters crying. I was that daughter, so you never hear me glorifying on my high horse. So I made me a chariot. My family slave by the cops, but what's a slave when you hear it? Yet I never knew we was trapped. Pain made me aware of it, cause wisdom don't come from age, it come from pain and experience. All that shit you was handed, uh, I had to grind and have. Uh, mama from the streets, so she had to hide a past. Mama always told me never follow in my footsteps, but I still follow with a magnifying glass. Her and my stepdaddy loped and get married in a church. He ain't my blood pops, but he been there for me since birth. When he was sober, he would teach me and prepare me for the worst. Cause wisdom the type of wealth you can't carry in a purse. The night has come and left me. First or not was made, then purchases got exchanged. You able to play both hands, you throw yourself a block parade. Well, the food is free, and usually you get to watch the day, but know to watch your roof, so you just be giving jobs a day. It's sort of like a modern day Macbeth, where all the product make the steps. And the crown that's handed down is usually why they wave a tech. It's like one size fit all for the hat and the strap both. You call them heinous parallels for a sale. They that close, but we was close enough to see it all. Offering a free fall, the engine on the 245s was like a breeding call. We all just wanted to be part of the stories that's recited, but never loud enough. Where's the road to win indictment? And I saw it from off the curb after I saw it from out the windows. It's three, two, one off the stoop for your influentials. And what I meant to is knowing nobody did it this vividly. And all I did was follow where the wisdom be for real. Right? Welcome back. That was Caesar's Song of the Week. It was Follow the Wisdom with Che Noir, Sky Zoo, and Apollo Brown on the production. Yeah, Apollo, awesome with the production, very soulful all the time. Che Noir with a lot of bars and Sky Zoo as well. So definitely, like this album I kept listening to back to back to back. Pretty much any Apollo Brown lately has been like on fire. He always has that that little. You always know it's him on the on, on the samples. Mm-hmm. So there's a so the left gas mask um, album that Apollo Brown does. It's like from 2011. He uses that same sample, and the chick that's on that track, Invincible, she is amazing. So if you guys want to go check out that OG track, <laughs> see that's a true that's a true ear right there. When you hear a sample and you and you go back, and you're like, oh. I've heard that sample before on another track. Mm-hmm. That's a true hip hop head right there. Mm-hmm. 
Real hip hop, real hip hop, as <laughs> Jesus and Mara would say. Uh, they be winning all day. Uh, Caesar, it's that time of the week. World news. It is time for the news. And up first, what's on everyone's mind the COVID vaccine is continuing to be rolled out very slowly <laughs> Super throughout slow. the United States. The, I already saw the UK is up to over uh, 200,000 people getting vaccinated a day. And the United States, like, of course, like people are like the United States, like, why are the vaccine shortages? Like, we're not getting as much as we're supposed to. Like Pfizer had to come out and say, we have like literally hundreds of thousands of doses sitting in warehouses. We're just waiting for the government to like arrange shipping and pick them up. Mm -hmm. And this just goes back to the incompetence of the fucking current administration that they have shown throughout the pandemic, going back to like the PPE supplies in the spring. And now with the vaccine, the rollout has been slowed because they're fucking incompetent morons that are in positions they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, the U.S. is also like massive, right? So the U.S. is way bigger than the U.K. So it'll be easier to transport vaccines than here. But like we have a crazy, we have a crazy logistics system designed that like they've been like they've been preparing for months for this. They were ready to roll out. Oh yeah, totally and there's like a buildup. Like, yeah, it's going to be harder for us, but we're also the United States of fucking America. We have the money to do whatever the fuck we want. And if we really wanted to, we could have had this shit rolling out way faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we also have 50 individual states that make it a bit more complicated. Because we don't have a national plan. Who still don't believe in COVID in some states. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's because we'd never had any national leadership that took control and was Mm -hmm. like, this is our national plan everyone's going to do this instead they were like fend for yourselves fucking peasants it's like when you still have some states that won't issue a mask mandate how can you expect them to be on their ship with a vaccine honestly we knew this shit was going to go bad in march when like everyone couldn't agree to lock down for two weeks mm-hmm. and we're like this is like pissing in one end of the pool and walking around to the other side <laughs> and expecting it like to be like you're not going to get fucking piss on you like yeah. it's not how this works especially we have a great infrastructure like amazon could get things anywhere in two days you know and then, those drones around like get them on a drone huh? yeah and amazon use uses the post office they use the united states post office to do the majority of their things stuff can Listen, get transported just as, as easy someone who spent two years working in logistics whose dad manages the logistics for a global supply chain there it could have been done like i saw things where like China was in fucking Africa helping them get their distribution of the virus ready like months ago, like making frozen storage units, you know, like adapting the cargo planes to handle the cold storage. Like if China can afford to go to another continent and help them do it, why mm-hmm. couldn't our country do it here well, in the fucking United States? Speaking locally, you know, what's going on in Nevada with vaccines? Aren't you guys up next, Sean? Teachers? Uh, I, I mean, no, like <laughs> healthcare workers too, are still, yeah. are still doing, like my friend, she's getting hers next week. She's a healthcare worker. I know some friends who work with elderly people who have gotten it, but we're still in tier one. Like teachers are at the top of tier two, but there's no date for when tier two is going to start. They're still doing tier one. Tier one. I'm hoping... I'm, my my hope is that by spring break at the end of March, 
like like we like tier two will have gotten their vaccinations and they'll be close to the general public and things are, are like opening up by then that's my like hope optimistic but you know who knows they were supposed to have like looking at the goals they were supposed they wanted to be able to to do you know a certain amount per week by the end of december and now they're looking it's two weeks further out so like by january 10th or something they they want to have so many vaccinated i forget the exact numbers because i'm lost in the sauce but they they they're two weeks or they're almost two weeks behind what they were hoping for at the beginning but it's still better than nothing yeah at least hopefully no more doctors and nurses die from this disease yeah but isn't there like a new strand now or some shit? Yeah, it like mutated in the UK already. But it's not more, they haven't found it to be more dangerous. It's just more infectious. Mm-hmm. Does the now, does the vaccine like still? Yeah. They said it should. Okay. It takes a long time for a virus this new to okay. mutate. We're like, so like the hope is that it will take it will take years before it like mutates so much that it's like unrecognized, like that the vaccine won't work. And by then hopefully enough people are vaccinated that they get like it rid of it kind of like smallpox or polio or some of these other diseases in the past where the, it, it, what well, doesn't mute, it, it gets less deadly and less infectious in the future. I think what but, people don't realize that was like, you can still, spread covid when you have the vaccine so you're not like immune to getting it like you still get it but it's not gonna make you super sick yeah you don't get infected but you can still infect other people Mm. with it so i think that's something to keep in mind too yeah yeah also but they also said it's gonna it spreads the uh the transmission rate or it lowers the transmission rate because uh less of it like replicates when it's spread from person to person if they're vaccinated. So yeah. over time, it spreads less too. I just hope people get lax on like their masks and wearing masks and stuff because we're like, oh, there's a vaccine now. So everybody can just oh, like- Oh no, we're wearing masks until the end of the year. Yeah. Into next year, like in, in public place. Like probably maybe some people are gonna, older people should wear masks in public all the time. Like mm-hmm. if you have a weak immune system anyway. I think that's like the conversation too. It's like, we should probably just be doing these things anyways, like washing your hands all the fucking time or like having sanitizer at like restaurants and grocery stores and wearing masks for like at-risk populations. You Mm -hmm. know, like that shouldn't just be a COVID thing. I feel like that's just like a hygiene. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, as a teacher, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've I've described many times my hand washing routine throughout the day (laughs) and having like a whole thing like say i have separate hand sanitizer for my students to use so i don't come into any contact with them because children are disgusting germ machines and disease spreaders Mm -hmm. so but like in japan they practice it before this you know and other korea too like yeah yeah, asian countries it's Mm -hmm. normal Mm -hmm. so that's why like they weren't like too you know up up in arms about it you know but i mean americans are too fucking dumb Mm-hmm. They weren't like, oh, it's my freedom that you're infringing. Your on. civil right. Like, this is my civil. I'm like, you don't understand uh-huh. civil rights. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm watching professional athletes train with a fucking mask on, and you uh-huh. got fucking Joe Blow over here complaining that he can't breathe while he's sitting there fucking 
watching his fucking TV, like whatever he's doing at the bar with the fucking mask on. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched Steph Curry make, you know, like five minutes straight of three pointers on on a video the other day, and the Warriors general manager is shagging and passing the balls and and dribbling the entire time with a mask on and doesn't kill over and die from lack of oxygen. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, our, our country's too... Speaking of stupidity, mm-hmm. Christmas morning, we had that bombing in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard what they think the motive was for this? The 5G. Yeah. Yes, the guy was paranoid and scared of... Fi- was like one of these 5G paranoia believers. Because it was like right by the AT&T building, wasn't it? Yeah, it knocked out like service for people all like across the city in that region. And then they apparently found like a, tr- a truck abandoned on the like on a road or something and they're they're looking into that because it, it has like the same message like countdowns or something going on with it i didn't well, hear about that a suicide bomber they think because they found like human remains yeah it was definitely a suicide bomber yeah that's oh shit. oh damn okay scared of the 5g mm-hmm. it's like now we have those crazy like conspiracy theorists like just blowing themselves up like they're fucking jihad like yeah. it's insane. thanks you and on yeah i mean you thought it was bad with the pizzagate shit it's only going to get worse there's more and more of these people like my friend just yesterday was like oh i found out my fucking uncle's a covid denier and i'm like jesus christ like <laughs> these things parlor I, I i like saw something about parlor today and i like for like 30 minutes just sat and pondered how fucking stupid americans are mm-hmm. like Cause here's the thing this, I, I thought about this i was like think about when you're 18 or 19 like you're so fucking arrogant and you think you have the world figured out right and then a lot of us go to college and learn how much we don't know about the world like part that's a big part of college even if you don't finish even if you don't do well it's like holy shit there's so much i don't know i am not that smart and i should humble myself and realize like i don't know everything about the world Mm-hmm. But so many people don't have that experience and they just go through life with this basic understanding of things and think they're way fucking smarter than they are. Well, I think it's an insecurity thing too, though. It's like, they know they're not smart. So they latch on to like crazy conspiracy. No, they can't admit they're not smart. They won't admit they're not smart, but it is like a deep down, I feel like insecurity that causes people to latch on to like, who's the InfoWars guy, Aaron, what's his name? Alex Jones. Alex Jones, yeah. Like that's why they latch on to guys like that. Cause they need like- Yeah, it's insecurity, but it, like it's subconscious. They don't realize it. Like, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's hyper, it's this hyper masculinity. That's why most of this shit is guys, you know, like, it, it, most of it's white it, it, we all know the dude it's like the white dude like mediocre fucking white guy that falls for this shit mm-hmm. although there's plenty of people of color yes that follow these crazy fucking conspiracy <laughs> theories too and it's just like like how fucking fragile is your ego that you're like i know more than all these fucking experts i somehow figured this shit out through crumbs on the fucking internet and youtube and have more shit more figured out than this doctor who spent 12 years in medical school studying this thing i literally know nothing about well it's because they think that those medical doctors are part of like deep state brother you know Mm -hmm. they think they're part of that you know higher power that wants to bring down like the blue collar man you know that's why they don't trust them because they're 
you know, expert elitists mm -hmm. who want to break down the working man, which is like, no, that's stupid. I mean, if you look throughout American history, they've all, like, we've always been like this. Like, mm -hmm. it, it goes back to like the year, like Puritans and Europeans who fucking burned women at the stake and the like people who went against God during the Reformation and medieval times where it was like, it, like knowledge has always been dangerous to people who want to control simpletons and they fucking demonize people who have not like anyone who demonizes people who are experts, like they're doing it because their power is threatened. It's the oldest shit in the fucking book. Like they've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years mm -hmm. and America's just like the fucking perfect form of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, Frontline has a really good documentary on like conspiracy theories that have taken over America and they feature like Alex Jones and Infowars and how like from 2013 to today like the Trump era how he just basically became this huge influencer for Trump supporters and that's how Trump got in the White House was basically through like Alex Jones and Infowars because like these people are just so brainwashed and they can't think for themselves it's fucking insane you guys should watch it really good it's it's interesting looking like some of the old um ads and stuff like i saw one the other day where like it was like anti-power lines it's like the same thing going on with 5g mm -hmm. it's like back then when they started putting power lines all over the place <laughs> people were like freaking out like you know the same way it's like they believed like they were it was evil and it was going to kill people and they were saying it about electricity they said it about the telephone like Right. If you look throughout the last 120 years, it's the same fucking arguments against technology and civil rights, Safety. regardless of what it is. But Every generation uses phones. the same arguments. People still have cell phones. They still use the internet. They're still using the technology that like 5G is on. So it's like, if you really think 5G is that dangerous, then don't fucking use technology, right? But That's my thing. Like if you're against scientists and you're against science and you don't believe them, then you can't use any products that they invent. You can't use anything that's based on that technology or these concepts. So stop fucking driving your car. Stop fucking using Wi-Fi. Stop fucking using the internet. Stop fucking using electricity because all these things are based on the same principles. And if all of it's bullshit, then stop fucking using it. Like, you know, like fucking, if you're really about that life, be about that life. And get the fuck off. Isn't the worry like the radio waves, you know, and shit in the air and... And we don't need that. to speculate on what they think <laughs> is wrong with the thing. Like, right, I'm just saying it's like, yeah, they can stop using it. But I I've seen, they're... I've seen fucking, I've seen things on uh, like the the sky, the jet stream shit. The the, the oh, yeah. uh, chemtrails. I've seen chemtrail shit, science based, where it's like, oh, you know, they're spreading chemicals to for population control or whatever. But I've also seen it religious based, where it's like they're killing angels because they're devil worshipers so like it doesn't matter what lane you're in there's a fucking conspiracy theory that explains it so if you're a smart person who understands a little bit about science mm -hmm. there's something for you where it's the radio waves but if you're a fucking idiot there's something for you where it's like they're trying to control your minds with mind control it's just like there are real threats to like to humans from like like people in like the black and hispanic communities who have been like disproportionately affected by environmental hazards like those people know the realness of that's like, the problem who, it like, overshadows the actual pro like human trafficking and is a huge problem but all these people who think like there's this secret fucking conspiracy of democrats who like do child pornography and have sex trafficking 
actually takes away from the people who are actually fighting real sex republicans who want to do away with epa regulations like that's just the real problem that's not it's not right yeah like there are things that give you cancer and are super unhealthy for you in your food in your in products Mm -hmm. you use that are out there in the open because like they've paid off like the fda regulators to allow it Meanwhile, you're worried about like a safe vaccine that's going to have a microchip in it where like your phone already does all the things you're scared the microchip is going to do and you happily use that every single day. It's wild. Yeah. (laughs) But as usual, like none of those things really affect white people. So like it's not really a big deal. Like you notice like all of these restrictions on shit aren't a big deal until they affect white people. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, moving on to stupid fucking Republican ideas. The Georgia Senate runoff <laughs> is going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. How long is that supposed to last? Is that, did it start? Uh, the next Tuesday, the 5th is the actual day of voting, but early voting has been going on. Mm-hmm. And they're saying the pace of early voting is nearly matching that for the presidential election, which is amazing for a special election. And Stacey Abrams salutes to the queen, the god, she has like registered over 60,000 people to vote since mm-hmm. the election in November that have voted in the special election. They have a crazy like grassroots uh, system that is working so well. Like mm-hmm. good for her. Dude, that's how you get it done. That she needs to be put in charge of the DNC and they need to do that shit in all the Southern states, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. They didn't do it all those states. Cause all those states have huge port, like black populations but through vote, like centuries of voter suppression and whatnot, none of those people vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had like an uh, what was it last week that two chains, two chains was helping you know people register to vote. So, yeah, all these all these people are on that train now. Titty boy was out there helping. Titty boy, he uh, he was with like a, a nonprofit, and they were like, if you register to vote, you get to a chance to win a Tesla. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was like promoting it on his social media and stuff, like mm-hmm. just doing that. You know, they have huge reach. Killer Mike, all these Ti, all mm-hmm. these guys who are out there meeting with these people, like Stacey Abrams, uh, what's the mayor of Atlanta, like that are meeting with these people and like giving them their platform to share the importance of getting involved civically. Like that's using your powers for good. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's how they're getting like the COVID message through too. Like I was listening on NPR. There was a story about like getting like black communities in Southern states to trust the vaccine because you know, there's just no trust for mm-hmm. medical experts. I know there's, there's this, you know, the Tuskegee experiment. Having- My grandfather was in the Tuskegee experiments. <laughs> yeah. So they're having like black doctors go in there and say, Hey, like you can trust this. Like it's not going to you know fuck up the community. So having that grassroots come in and do that too. Like that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it done. Yeah. So hopefully everyone's voting and doing their thing, what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys vote? Yeah, mm-hmm. we had we had a voter we, one. We had a whole podcast about voting and yeah, how we voted. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see any crazy stuff? I didn't really. My buddy Mike was a poll worker, and uh, no, he he didn't see anything too crazy. Yeah. So next next we got uh this restaurant in Beverly Hills. It's like a high class like Italian restaurant. And they were putting invites in people's to go. Like they were trying to do a secret dining in 
New Year's party at their restaurant and putting <laughs> uh, like invites in their to go things. And they got caught. And yeah, because the Los Angeles is shut down. There's no indoor dining at all and things like that. And it's just like people are just like, once again, not caring about other people and just, yeah, it's, it's wild to me. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like all those uh, weddings in uh, in New York, like the secret, like I saw a Jewish wedding that had 13,000 people in attendance what? in this super mm-hmm. small hall in, in New York. Yeah, like a traditional like Jewish wedding. Mm-hmm. And like it's just like the like all these states are having problems like shutting down these religious services because like the courts keep ruling in the favor of the religious institutions and their right to assemble well i mean i had a wedding in september but it was less outside yeah and it was out and nothing like you didn't break the law (laughs) (laughs) and there was like 40 people there like Mm -hmm. it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't thousands yeah it was like the entire thing was outside and there was no, yeah, you didn't break any laws or rules. Mm-hmm. We were socially distancing chairs, you know, it's fine. Yeah. You know, salute to the people that are doing like their due diligence and doing it right. But there's other people that obviously don't give a fuck and just keep doing like business as usual. And when that happens, business isn't usual and things get pushed back. I'm just glad they haven't like shut things back down in Nevada, especially because cases have been going up. Like that's, I was ready for this life to come out and say, no, just everything's going to be. Shut. I mean, they probably should have done that mm-hmm. back in November, but once they let it, once you let it go so far, it was, it's like, once they didn't do it, once it got past like all of the thresholds they had set for shutting down, you're like, oh, like it, you know, it, it's supposed to be 8.5% and it creeped over. Now it's at nine and like, Three weeks, you know, once it got over there, and then you're like, oh, now it's at fucking 24%. Like, you know, it doesn't. I wonder if it's also like that whole like recall Sisolak group that has like tens of thousands of signatures. Like, I wonder if that has anything to do with. No, it has everything to do with you casinos. can't shut the casinos down mm-hmm. because it, the, it just cratered the. Like, I saw the city's budget holes just from the casinos being shut down in April and May. Like, yeah, like the state can't survive like that. And then if you can't just, if you have to keep the casinos open, you can't justify closing other businesses. So that's basically what it boiled down here because we haven't diversified our economy mm-hmm. well, or our fucking tax base. Edon says that we have, but we have not. <laughs> you know, it's fuck Edon. Fuck them. Like, I. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> yeah. My entire adult life has been listening to Edon. They take credit for shit that they haven't done. Try to bring in Californians like every fucking minute. Yeah. And all of them talk shit. Like, yeah, it, it, I, this is not my professional opinion. This is my personal opinion. <laughs> but fuck Edon. Fuck Edon is right. Agreed. Um, but uh, what's this about Kobe Bryant's wife? So Vanessa. So Kobe came out with the shoe uh, on not Kobe, but like Nike came out with the Kobe shoe, the Grinch. And like any kind of limited edition thing, like it sells out super fast. And Vanessa saw that people like were sad that they couldn't get the Kobe Grinch shoe. So what she's doing, she's talking with Nike. So it's more of a like closer to a general release instead of like a limited release. So a lot of Kobe's fans could get the shoe. And it's just crazy to think because 
that's how people make a lot of money that's how like nike has like that stronghold on the sneaker game is those very limited edition runs and hopefully they like just so the average person could get kobe's shoe instead of just like the few select few that have those crazy bots or whatever to get the shoes and resell them Mm -hmm. i also saw that her mom is suing suing them for a bunch of money crazily like Mm -hmm. even though they already support her she wants more i was like how fucking horrible like after your husband dies and to be dealing with and your daughter and then your mom is trying to sue their estate for more money like after going through all of this so so, like vanessa's mom yeah yeah so supposedly kobe they already had an arrangement where Mm -hmm. like they pay for her house and give her like a stipend every month and she's suing for more because she said like Kobe, Kobe promised her before he died that he was going to do something. What a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And she's probably living lavish and just wants more money. Yeah. Yeah. If we didn't have it already, she could be our fuck boy of the week, <laughs> but uh, we already have someone else for that. But yeah, fucking shitty person. That could be our petty move of the week. That, yeah. uh, Cause that is petty as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But in positive news, Our hero of the week this week, I don't know if you guys have seen this. We've watched every episode because sometimes you need some positivity in your life. John Krasinski came back with a special end-of-the-year Christmas episode of Some Good News. John Krasinski, who plays Jim in the Office, if you guys don't know, like, has been making, like, all through the summer was making YouTube videos in his office where he just spread good news and cheer. So he, like, had some guy whose wife had died from, uh, like, cancer a couple of Christmases ago and like was selling his own stuff on eBay to like buy gifts for his kids because he had like lost his job for from COVID and he had him on there and then he like the guy had like tweeted at The Rock and John Krasinski got The Rock to come like go on there and they like gave him like he was like send me a list of all the things your kids asked for He's like, I'm going to get it for you. He's like, take all your shit off eBay. Cause like John Krasinski had gone on eBay and tried to buy it, mm-hmm. everything. And the guy thought it was a scam. Cause he's like one person who just created this account is trying to buy all of my stuff. So John, he, he reached out to him, had him on there, had the rock come on. They took care of like, they're like, keep all your stuff. We got you covered. So salutes to uh, John Krasinski for spreading some good news throughout, you know, the, the year when it, like people have needed it. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just saw something with The Rock. Um, he like made a video for this kid. He just went through like a surgery for scoliosis, you know, and was like, he's going to send him a bunch of stuff. But he recorded like this five minute video, just kind of shouting him out. And, you know, I mean, he's doing a lot of good stuff. I really respect. Yeah. What is he? He had his, uh, he like his, his play on like on Santa, like, like it was. So, uh, it's them that was his first name. Duanta or something, Duanta. Yeah, Duantis or like <laughs> Duantis or something like Dwayne, like yeah. Dwayne plus Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they had like people have been hitting him up on uh, Twitter, and he's like been reaching out to people. John Cena too. Like these wrestler guys have been like going, like reaching out during the pandemic and helping people in need. It's, it's great. Like Dwayne and I were just talking about this too. Like Steve Austin just came out with a new TV show, I guess, and we were like, man, Steve Austin, Dwayne Johnson. John, like all these wrestlers from like our day, they look so good, like compared to like the old, like Hulk Hogan's and stuff who got fucked up on drugs. Like Dwayne looks so good. Uh, Steve Austin looks so good. Like they're just killing it. 
Yeah, because they combined all the science <laughs> with all like the, like all the modern you know science and everything. Like like these athletes, they I mean, those guys were basically professional athletes, and mm-hmm. they treated their bodies like that. Well, yeah, they didn't get caught up in like the drugs, and they weren't doing like steroids and all like the like the anabolic steroids and shit in the eighties were so fucking bad for you. Like well, so many of these cocaine. guys have died. It was a lot of like cocaine drugs. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It was always snow season for those guys. <laughs> Even when they all lived in Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No matter where they were, it was always cold enough to snow. <laughs> yes. Get that Colombian cold. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really technically have white a white mediocrity of the week, but we could just say like NFL coaches in general are fucking the whitest guys and they're so mediocre, mediocre that just name an NFL head coach, John mm-hmm. Gruden, and they're so fucking just okay, and they get paid so much more, and black coaches never get a second chance. They're fired left and right, and then they rehire some dude who's been fired twice. So uh, that's real quickly uh, our white mediocrity of the week. But uh, my song of the week this week is Bozos by Toby Nwigwi featuring Big Krizzle. So I hope you uh, listen and enjoy. Salud. a hustler my daddy not so much i grew up where if you look suspicious they called you bluff powder puffs couldn't make it in a concrete jungle if you found stumbling and they pull up right around your bumper and make you run it all for no reason like for a something get the gun involved if you get to thinking you're tough i swear it's protocol they feeding for reasons to bust and they don't know no laws other than keeping it tucked in they drawers or they britches because the disc can always find you if you slipping or you tripping without a map let me guide you down the road let's travel don't let the gravel define you because it's plenty folk that made it down the path they had been assigned to at birth work in the earth indetermined by your girl no matter how big you get, we all gon' end up in dirt Rehearse all that hurt and you'll end up with a purse Of digits that only make you living when they're dispersed Into your cellular device, try to play it wise That is a hell of a disguise that you wear across your eyes Like a bandit, candid Pictures only show that you've been standing Slanted in someone's vision that leaves you stranded And with nothing to show for all the demanding Bandwidth used in hopes you get approved by a dude Who's confused on exactly what to do with your royalty Loyalty can often cost you buoyancy when it's connected, the folk that's drowning. Choose love that constantly keeps you grounded. And don't join the circus if you ain't clowning. This is Really having thing. It more than diamond and bills of rolling faces and pinky rings and foreign car to sit in garage. Your belly could drive. Living for materials ain't really living your life. There's a fine line between give and take. You do what you love. Don't let them make you love what you hate. I've been where you've been, collecting your end. Too busy looking out where you can't see the glow that's within you. Bruce Leroy, show enough, your mind is against you. Top of that soul food. Like granted, used to grow in the backyard when you rolled through. Remember the time you spent when life was sit down and listen to the breeze. The whistle of simplicities that echo off the trees. Not the ones you choke, but the ones that hit you breathe in hell exhale that slope that gave you hope that one day you escape and have to save your folk like there's much more to life they're struggling and hustling backwards reverse all that nonsense become a road master because they say so don't mean that you have to they speeding through life don't mean you go faster pump pump your brakes tell your people you love them no time to waste give them roses in public because it's cool like that it's cool like that i swear it's cool like that it's cool like that to kill
Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's Song of the Week, and it was Bozos by Toby Nwigwe featuring Big Crit. Like uh, like I said, one of my favorite artists of the year. Uh, this is off his Cinco Originals album that just released last month. Uh, it's <clears throat> it's like one of his, I mean, he's done EPs and stuff, but this is his, uh, I don't know, I think it's his second full-length album, 14 tracks. He's got so many features, Earth Gang. Big Crit, Royce the Five Nine, Black Thought, D Smoke, Sci High the Prince, Bun B. It's just uh, the whole album's great, and I mean, I don't like. We play him all the time. If you listen to the show, mm-hmm. you should know about him, and you should be listening to him already. You should probably already know about the song. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I have to say too, though, like if you haven't seen that BET uh, performance from last month that he did, go check it out inspire yeah and the music video for uh this song and the music video for uh father figure with black mm. thought and rise to five nine that street was, flames that one was fantastic the colors the clothing design the, the the where they shot it at that house um and just exactly like all the stuff they were talking about it's just it's great Loots to chubby new way fat Linnell, like all of them, they're 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 doing it. They're doing it, and they're making everyone else look bad while they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. They're doing it so well. Definitely. I guess what's crazy too is like, I've been thinking about Kendrick. What's what's up with Kendrick? What happened? has been saying that for months. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so word around the grapevine is uh, he almost has an album done. So, mm-hmm. but like, Kendrick's done enough, you know. <laughs> like his other thing, yeah. Because I was like between to pimp a butterfly and the the black panther soundtrack and damn like think mm-hmm. about like and damn and then he had like the unreleased album of the like little secret one mm-hmm. yeah like he did four crazy albums in like three years so mm-hmm. you and, know and he's been talking about this stuff that we're going through you know like civil rights stuff and things like that since like how to pimp a butterfly and thing like so he's been doing he's been in it um but yeah, like like J. Cole did came out with like a couple of things, you know, and things like that. But yeah, Kendrick, he's you know, he's like this rumored, you know, things gonna drop. I feel like he's a perfection, you know, he puts out fucking masterpieces, mm-hmm. you know. He's not gonna release a little three song EP or something, like mm-hmm. he's gonna come back and you know, just remind everyone why he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he you know, he had that he had that feature on the Buster Rhymes thing where I was like, Okay, <laughs> yeah, like I but forgot I like about like Kendrick influenced so many artists who are now like coming out with great stuff. Like, I feel like he hasn't just put Kendrick hasn't just put out his own greatness, but he has influenced so many artists now who are like up and coming that, yeah, like he's totally done enough. He cannot do shit for the rest of his life. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of that, there's someone I forgot to mention earlier. Kid Cudi's album was pretty good. And so many artists the last 10 years have been influenced by him, like mm-hmm. Travis Scott, like so many people have said, like, he like, was a huge influence on me. I think he's underrated in that aspect because 
when he like his first album there was nothing like like that album is so different than what was coming out at the time that it really changed in like open doors for like people to be making a certain type of music that was still hip-hop mm-hmm. and he got back to it with his latest album that just came out like last month salutes to see Saul brad for for putting it on to us putting mm-hmm. us on to it mm-hmm. i heard the new kid cuddy's good honestly like i wasn't even gonna listen to it but i probably should mm-hmm. that's the thing like his last albums haven't been that good like since man in the moon 2 probably like, his first two or three albums are good but his last couple ones, I haven't listened to at all because, yeah, I don't know what he was doing, but I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. But he was back. Yeah. My buddy J. Cole, like, J. Cole has been doing a lot behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, he put out what was KOD, like, the last, the, late, the last one that he put out? What was the last one he put out? Uh, yeah, but yeah, he, but he like I mean he basically did that Dreamville like Revenge mm-hmm. of the Dream. Yeah, so he's been doing like more production and like putting on his team mm-hmm. than he's been doing like albums for himself. Mm-hmm. And but like, I, cool. yeah, and he's like, like the top, like the top three, you know, like uh, Kendrick, J Cole, like they've done enough, you know, and Drake, you know, they've done, they've done, they're, they've done more than enough, and it's just like. And I understand people want to look to them, especially to like a Kendrick and a J. Cole because of what they're saying all the time. But like they've been saying this shit for years. So it's just like Yeah, I wouldn't put Drake musically I'd put him up there, but like no, activism but like, wise, Drake is not on the same level. No, as but him. like pushing the culture and like, you know, Drakey Poo. Yeah. Influence wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. Those are the three. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, but everyone's like looking to Kendrick and J. Cole, but they've been doing it forever for so long um you know like just because this year they didn't do anything like doesn't mean like next year or the year after that like because it's still going to be I important think they've been around for so long it's like kendrick j cole even crit like they've been around since 2008 2009 you know that's almost what that's more than a decade that they've been making yeah. yeah that's that's the thing like they're the established ones like they're 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 not the up-and-comers that are going to be trend setting anymore you know like they've already established themselves they've already got classic albums they're you know you can't really criticize you know you their legacy is secure like it's other people who should be speaking they're not the they're not they're not they don't got their ear to the streets as much like mm-hmm. toby newigwe does you know mm-hmm. that's what you know yeah that feature list is crazy for that album it's insane but that's what happens when you do all that other stuff on your own and don't have any features when you ask people, you know it's going to be flames. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like Kendrick did. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got our meandering questions. We got a little, a little list of questions to ask you guys um, to talk about before we wrap up. Uh, so the first question we have: What has been? Twenty twenty has been a shitty year, but what has been the best thing personally for you guys in twenty twenty? um well got engaged but (laughs) um i also you know came out with two projects this year so i was just kind of happy to get back into it is you know i mean i do this stuff for myself i haven't been promoting you know that like my album or the project i did with pan you know like that hard but i just it's something i've always done you know and it it, it, this year allowed me to kind of buckle down and just kind of work with the production I've been doing for the past couple years and 
record and make something. So like, I'm just kind of happy to be back in that groove. And I have another project that I've been working on for two years with a friend of mine and that should be dropping hopefully early next year. Um, but I'm just happy to be back in the groove of just recording and making stuff with friends, you know, and if that's as far as it goes, that's cool. I just, you know, it's a, it's a hobby. It's fun. So um, I'm thankful for my production or my just being active, you know, and making stuff and also having a job. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, for, for me, I mean, I've had a lot of stuff happen this year, personally, so like good stuff. So being pregnant, obviously, which is like not it's like not an accomplishment like anybody can get pregnant whatever <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean that's a cool thing that happened this year that um will be a new adventure and then getting married too so those two big milestones but then for like professional wise started my own business and then started another job full-time so just hustling and, and working and then also trying to work out like some personal things that I need to get better at, you know, as I'm becoming a mom. So like anger management stuff has been a big issue for me. So trying to like self-reflect mm -hmm. and like work on the things that I don't want to pass on to my kid. Um, like that's been a huge part of like me trying to grow personally and trying to be like, all right, like these things are kind of fucked up. I need to work on these before I like have a kid and, you know, make sure I don't turn them into a piece of shit. <laughs> so <laughs> Just thinking about like beyond myself and like beyond my own like personal uh, well-being like now you have this human being that you have to be responsible for who's going to look up to you and being conscious of like your things that you always need to work on so mm -hmm. that's been my 2020 what about you caesar uh i don't know best thing getting uh i don't know just spending time with my kid a lot since i'm you know like photography slowed down a lot you know, for obvious reasons and working from home is just a lot of time with, with Leia and just having fun and seeing her grow and seeing like personality come through is awesome. And, you know, slowly working on like, like, uh, uh, on personal projects as well. You know, I'm kind of like, probably want to do a photo book probably for next year or something like that. And just have like super old photos that I, you know, back when I used to just go out all the time and take my camera out and things like that. But yeah, just like spending time with the family, you know, saving up for a house, things like that. Like just, you know, and like knowing yourself a little bit more, especially when you have more downtime to like reflect and, you know, think about certain things. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. You, Sean? Uh, you know, it, I, it was going to be a transition year anyway for me. Like I had started a new job, like a new school after seven years at my old school. Uh, Samantha and I were moving in together, like after having had roommates and living with, you know, other people for a long time. So, you know, those two things, like we got the, per like a dream house, basically, like just, I happened to walk by it one day and saw it and the perfect, like literally three days before we were going to go look at houses and it was at, you know, it was the week before the lockdown happened and you know it was i thought it was going to be super stressful trying to move during you know in april like literally that we looked at this house the first monday of the lockdown so it's it was you know i thought it was gonna be super stressful moving and 
like my parents moved back and like the stress with all that and like them having COVID. So it's been like these things that could have been stressful and bad have been great. And um, like, I'm so thankful I was at my new school when all this happened because of the way we're set up and the way things worked out and like how I was able to work from home and uh, like still have contact with my students and, and work and um, yeah, making healthy life choices, like eating healthier than I ever have in my life, like cooking almost every night, like not eating out and exercising like every day, although maybe not the last few weeks, but like, the, you know, getting out, getting sunshine, you know, going for walks every day, working out every day. So it's been like, personally, I feel like it's been a pretty good year despite all the shittiness around me, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. So the craziest thing about 2020. Mm, getting pregnant. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, aside from all the political madness and all that stuff, you know, personally, um, I've just been having to really take care of my dad and he, he suffered a stroke like almost two years ago, I think. And, uh, it's just, you know, he's getting weaker and I'm just, you know, having to be there for him, like very often. And it's a little, little hard, um, just cause we're kind of very different people, um, in many aspects. So trying to be around like his mindset and his negativity and just him trying to navigate through this stuff is it, it takes a toll on someone like me because I absorb a lot of that energy that he's throwing and you know I've had to kind of tell him you know I said if, if, if you're feeling these are the last couple of years of your life you know you need to like switch up and not be so like negative around me because it's not how I want to remember our last moments together you know and so I know he's been working on that and I mean I'm proud of myself for kind of standing up to that um, as well um but it's just, it's, it's been very draining kind of playing that um, caretaker role and just having parents that are a little older than like most parents with, you know, people in our age group. Um, I mean, my mom's like in her eighties already and uh, you know, just kind of tough seeing your parents age out like that and then getting worried about the COVID stuff, um, you know, hoping that they're staying safe. Same with Jamie's, you know, parents, like her mom is not in the greatest health either. So um, you know, just kind of realizing that and, um, yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. Like for me, it's like on the internet, seeing like your friends, like say certain things and finding out like their true colors, you know, and it's just crazy to think like, you know, stuff like this, like with politics and, you know, the pandemic bringing, bringing out people's true colors. And it's just like, it's just bananas to me. Oh man, I can't agree more. I've seen so many of my friends like, oh God, you're a queuing honor. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like I stopped being surprised by that shit a long time ago. Like I, I've, I'm, maybe it's cause I'm older, but like I've, I feel like I've weeded out those people. I'm not surprised by that anymore. I think the craziest thing for me is that like people would value my opinion on things as much as they have. And like some of the projects and things I've gotten involved with with like putting myself out there and getting involved with other organizations and people and groups that like the, the, the city of Reno song or um, 
some of the other stuff has just been personally for me not something i would have pictured myself doing five years ago but i think in general the craziest thing has just been about like how 2020 is like made it so there's no fucking sidelines there's no gray area like people are either with it or they're not like we always joke season we we spent three years on this podcast joking about how stupid people are (laughs) and like 2020 has finally just revealed it like from covid to the election and everything like a huge portion of this country is fucking clueless to the reality of the world and literally live in a different uh perception of reality and i think like the craziest part is how stark and apparent that has become over the last 12 months Mm -hmm. and i feel like 2020 at least for me like i guess not being on facebook helps but 2020 for me like I've definitely learned to be like fuck them you know like I can't change what my brother in Texas thinks you know about politics like I'm never gonna change his mind so like I need to not I need to pick my battles and like not be so upset over like their ignorance and just control what I can in my like local sphere as much as I can because like you can't change their fucking minds like they're just insane unfortunately yeah I deleted I, I told so like the best thing I did was in the summer I fucking deleted hundreds of people off my Facebook who I either no longer was friends with or who just like trolled or posted like not even political things like negative things or just weren't adding value to my life and it's been the greatest thing like mm-hmm. removing those people I, so I don't even have to see their negativity or their ridiculousness like you know if they're not being a positive influence or keeping it real or you know adding something of value to my life like i removed them from it and um yeah like uh i had an exchange with your brother and i think my response to him like cut off any future communication <laughs> um but you know like i don't i don't got fucking time for people i mean people. he flipped out like he didn't come to my own wedding because of like some bullshit you know like he's just crazy so it's like i we can only control like ourselves and like our local sphere as shitty as that is but you know like if they're gonna be insane like let them go be insane like there's nothing that we can do about it and don't let it like affect you as much as you can Mm -hmm. has there been something that's really surprised you guys about this year Hmm. really surprised me i mean for me like i've been surprised one like the terrible fucking luck the Golden State Warriors have had with injuries. <laughs> That's been surprising. But like, yeah. sadly, I feel like I'm such a pessimist when it comes to people in this country and like people in general that some of my worst deep-seated thoughts of people have been revealed to be true. So it's a, uh, that hasn't, re- like I haven't really been that surprised. Um, I've been surprised at, personal people i know that have still supported trump like after spending the last two years like talking about him bad about him and kind of like saying he was a fuck up and then still voting for him and yeah i guess like surprising for i think you find out a lot of things about like friends and family when you have a wedding um so like surprising to me is like how fleeting like 
at least my family can be about certain things, like about spending time with me over like political bullshit, like personal bullshit, you know, like it's surprising to me that like my parents who like are like, I've always viewed as adults, like as you get older, you just start to see so many flaws in like your family and like your parents or like your siblings that maybe you didn't notice before. So I think that was surprising to me in 2020, just because of the wedding, like some things came out. So that will help me like becoming a parent to like be super cognizant of, of not doing those kind of things and to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like for like, cause now that you are becoming a parent, you're noticing it more. Cause like mm-hmm. someone, like someone told me like, I keeping something alive, like a child, like it's not that hard, but to raise a child to be like a decent human being and not like a piece of shit like mm-hmm. that, that's, that's tougher. And my, I forgot who told me they're like, because you, now that's in your thought process. Now you're like, you're consciously putting an effort to like make this child a good person, you know, a decent person. And so you notice more things. Like I noticed a lot from my parents when I became a, when I became a parent myself. Mm-hmm. It's also, I think part of getting older, like I'm the oldest of four. So I've always had kind of a different relationship with my parents and going through like, you know, my mom getting super sick with COVID and being the one like that talked to my dad and then helping them move back here. Yeah. Like as you get older, you, you know, you, you realize that, I don't know, depending on your place in your family, like the, the hierarchy and, you know, it's complicated, like mm-hmm. shit like, you know, 2020 got super real. So <laughs> some of the, the bullshit things, you know, got swept away and you found out, you know, like where you really stand with people. Totally. I think uh, also just navigating through like being a teacher during these times has been pretty crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, we're in different levels, Sean and I, so elementary is like a whole different monster. So we've had to stay open and, you know, there's no hybrid. It's just straight in the classroom. So that's, you know, the challenge is, you know, I thought certain things would be a little easier, but this year is actually, I mean, I have a really good class, but it's been really hard. Like, just challenging wise, like, and so some of the stuff they still want us to try to pull off during the school year, you know, like having like our SLOs, like our evaluation bullshit. I'm just like, why? Like, you know I have, yeah. I have kids out of my class for yeah. two weeks at a time. Like I have, I've rarely had full attendance in my class since I've started. And I, I've get, I've had kids who started two months late, weren't even in school. And they, I bet they weren't even in school when everything shut down. So they, they've missed almost like nine months of school. You, you know, know it, it, th- there is one thing that did surprise me that I forgot. The fucking ineptitude and complete worthlessness of the fucking school board and the people making decisions locally a- in Nevada was actually surprising to me. Like I expected at a national level, but like the worthlessness and fucking straight white mediocrity that is widespread that I have seen the last fucking eight months all around from like the school district to the city to the state to the county has been fucking eye-opening for me and that's been something that's been surprised especially with the school district and like not fucking taking basic science and like doing what like literally everyone else all around us is doing that has been something that I was actually surprised about yeah so, I mean, it's been, it's been tough, but I'm thankful that I, I haven't, you know, got COVID or anything, you know, even with a 
I've had the, the biggest class I've had since I've been a third grade teacher, you know, so like I have a lot more bodies in that classroom, you know, I mean, luckily they're, they're doing well with everything, you know, but it's just challenging because like you get, you know, I was, I was really confident last year, like I got in good groove and I was like, okay, I'm finally feeling like I know what I'm doing. Like I have good routines. I have like all this unlock and then you got to kind of start over with all the, you know, stuff, but you're trying to keep yourself safe. Like, I don't really think our admin really, you know, cares. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but just like, they're not trying to micromanage our classes, you know? So we have some freedom, but then you have to check yourself and say, what am I comfortable with? You know, you're still in a classroom with 20 fucking kids all day. Like regardless of how safe you are, it's pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I had a dream last night that I actually taught third grade, Ian. (laughs) Was it a, was it a nightmare? Yeah, nightmare. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I was actually like excited about it. I wanted to do it to like prove that I could do it to other people. <laughs> yeah, I, I love third grade, man. It's fun, but I don't know. I'm I'm thankful though. I mean, I'm I am thankful for my class and just um, I I do like our admins. So I mean, they're they're doing a good job. But yeah, I I feel you with the district BS. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And like for me, it's just like for the average person not to like, like, try to keep your fellow man safe, you know, because it's just it's just ridiculous to me. Like people- I've always thought we we're selfish ass fucking country. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't surprised. At that. Yeah. But like just to see it just that at a huge scale and like all over the Internet and things like that is just, you know, yeah. like not even every keeping- morning. There's someone new. Like I saw uh, one, yesterday I saw some dude laying on the ground at a mall, uh, like throwing a temper tantrum because he had to fucking wear a mask, like a grown ass man, mm-hmm. like acting like a four year old. And then today I saw some lady at a CVS screaming at the employees who asked her to put a mask on. And I'm like, you know what? These people like they don't they I, look, I I consider myself a compassionate person, but fuck these people. I don't want them living in like they don't deserve to live like fuck them. That's the thing though, right? It's like they have to get sick or like have somebody die from COVID to like make them think that it's real. Yeah. Which is. Mm-hmm. Well, do you see that other, that BS, this, um, not so much COVID related, but that woman accusing that, um, that kid of stealing her cell phone? Yeah. When she left it in the Uber. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That should have been our this week in racism. I forgot about that. Ah, <laughs> ridiculous, man. So last one, is there any good or bad habits that form during 2020? Like, like for me, I'm definitely watching way too much television and I'm trying to get more reading back in, back in the game, you know, but it's just like, I just been binge watching like so much TV right now. I have a bad record addiction. So I'm like buying records, like so many each week. And I just had to order another cube and I'm like, man, I got to slow down with this. What am I doing? Like, I better become a DJ here in the next five years because I, I now can be a DJ with my record collection. There, so there we go. Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a fun habit, but it's an expensive habit. You know, at least I'm trying to put them to use and produce with mm-hmm. some samples and everything. But yeah, yeah, I feel like online shopping and watching too much TV, 100%. And because like I haven't been working out as much as I normally do, I just feel super lazy it's okay monica you work out more than way way more than most people and you're also pregnant yeah no but it's just 
for like the mental health, you know, it's like going from working out a lot to like just being able to walk for 15 minutes. Like that sucks. Yeah. Cause the, the, but, the, the duck waddle is definitely in effect right now for you. The duck waddle is 100% full effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I think my, my good habit is definitely going to be like cooking and eating healthily. Mm -hmm. Like just like, I've, I've looked back, like I've learned so much from, you know, we, we had, there was one point where we were getting two separate meal kits a week. So we had six meals a week we were cooking and just, I learned so much about so many different cooking techniques and expanded like what I know how to cook and how I cook and like how I eat. Uh, I think that's been a huge thing. And then also uh, another good habit is just like, because everything's been shut down, like, and switching schools. Like, I feel like the last five years, I've just been always overwhelmed and like barely keeping my head above water with so much shit going on. And like learning to like take my time and say no, to, like even before COVID, like I said no to a couple of things I got asked like to be a part of and just like finding that correct balance, like, work life and like health and everything else like i think that's been the biggest thing the good things the bad habits uh i've just lost all patience for fucking people like <laughs> i have no time for like i don't have any time and like i feel like also it's because I'm, I'm almost 40 so i'm like i'm a fucking grown-ass man and i've been saying that for 20 years but like now like it <laughs> actually like i like don't need to have time for these people because i do like I do know more than them. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know what I'm fucking talking about. Like, I'm not a little like teenager. I'm not like a 20 something that doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, I fucking know what I'm talking about. I don't have time for people who fucking don't know what they're talking about and want to argue with me or like point out like, like, you know, take like devalue my experience or invalidate what I've experienced and what I'm saying. So I don't have time for those people. I think that might be a bad habit we'll see how it goes and also <laughs> i've been playing ways so many video games i've replaced all of my other stuff that i would normally do outside like and like social stuff with pretty much all i've replaced all that with video gaming like my level of tv watching has remained the same my level of reading has remained the same like my you know but i've replaced everything else pretty much with playing video games or just like listening to music and uh, yeah it's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, twenty twenty one, we don't have to be in our houses all the time anymore. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I hope so too. Yeah, I will say though, I'm um, I'm kind of proud of myself for not like letting myself go. Although I'm like, I, I used to work out a lot, and I've just been going on a lot of walks, and that's the extent of my like activity. <laughs> Um, Jamie and I were killing it towards the start of the pandemic because we were walking up to UNR and running the steps like almost every day for, you know, like a month or so. But um, yeah, I've just been keeping up on walks, but my, you know, eating habits, um, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I'm like eating like Sean, like, you know, but as good as you, I think I, I did at the beginning, but um, I still haven't really let myself go though. So like, I haven't gained a lot of weight because I'm very susceptible to like gaining weight easy. So I'm just happy. I've kind of got my diet. Like I know my, how much to eat, you know, like not overeat. I don't overeat anymore, which is great. And just like trying to stay active when I can with some walks and everything. So I was, I was doing super good with that until the weather got cold mm -hmm. and like since like october and the time change like i was yeah. going like walks every day like working out like 
and yeah it, it's been like the last couple of months i really want a fuck like gyms to like be safe to go to the gym and work out like i just i'm waiting for that gyms are gross like yeah i'm not going i i but i really can't wait to go back because like look it's fucking i don't like the cold like (laughs) like in the summertime it was super nice to get out and do all this shit Mm -hmm. and like since it's gotten cold it's like ah i don't really want to like have to bundle up like it it, yeah it sucks and it like my activity level has been both of us have have been way down in like the last month or two yeah there was like a i was going to crossfit and doing like a a birth specific like workout and then there was a covid outbreak at my like gym so i was like oh well fuck like i'm not gonna go to the gym anymore because of that and so yeah just being at home and having to walk all the time is cool but it's like yeah now that it's cold yeah good and especially like you, you're used to like doing that CrossFit stuff, CrossFit stuff. It's not enough just to walk, you know, because just so like, boring. yeah, because you, you, you want more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like, it's nice, but it's boring. Yeah. And like at the beginning, like I bought like bands so I could work out from home and things and like jump rope and like eating better too. But then like, yeah, weather changes and, you know, mm-hmm. it just, you know, you start hibernating and then. Yeah. I need a way to let some of the, some of my aggression out. Like, yeah, like, no. li- like lifting heavy weights is like mm-hmm. one of the, one of the ways to get that, mm-hmm. that heavy aggression out. And, you know, I have like some dumbbells and stuff and like, yeah, I got some bands and like, it's not the same though. Yeah. It's not, I mean, what mm-hmm. I really need is like a fucking punching bag. I was just going to say, <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah I, I've thought about like the, when this is over, like joining like some sort of gym where I can box or like punch something mm-hmm. because it's very fulfilling and it's all, it's something I've always li- li- loved to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I need like, no, I need physicality. Like I need, like I need more physicality than that. Like I need yeah. punching or fucking mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm not going to take up like MMA fighting. But. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is different. Cause like I have a punching bag too, but like I use it, I was using it for squats and squats. It was only like, it's like a 70 pound sandbag pretty much, you know? And it still wasn't enough. I was like, no, this body needs more. And I would like switch it up and I just put it, do front squats, you know? Cause like front squats suck. So I didn't used to, used to do them a lot. And so with that, and like that helped out a little bit, but 70 but pounds. you're still working from home and it's, it gets boring. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be somewhere else that's not like. I don't know. I turn on some Run the Jewels and some Rage Against. I used to have a punching bag and like turn on some Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels and just like go to work. <laughs> that punching bag is very satisfying for me, Monica. It's like, oh, <laughs> I did, yeah, I need it. Like poor punching bag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You know, whatever. It's that's I've always, you know played physical contact yeah but uh anyways that's it um meandering questions meandering questions congratulations we did meander a lot (laughs) um i I had a good time you guys that was fun yeah it was nice to see y'all you know uh, one last thing before we go caesar has a fuck boy of the week that he wants to talk about and share with you guys so you know how we were talking about parlor so this virginia sheriff um, I'm Partler. His uh, his name was like We the People Warrior, like 2020 or some bullshit. But he asked his followers to go into the homes of local of their local uh, public officials and representatives and remove them from their sanctuary, and to bring the nightmare 
to where they lay their heads and kiss their family. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then this news reporter, like, from Virginia, found it, put it on blast, put it, like, tweeted it. And they did an uh, internal affairs thing, and they found out it was it was a sheriff in Virginia, and they fired his ass and fucking like fuck like these people are crazy. Like, look, my dream would be that there was two countries. Like, like <laughs> if if there was like a Cascadia that was like California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, like I would I would be so fucking down with that. Like we I spent me and my friends spent like hours like planning it out and like how it would work and everything i'd be totally down with like not having to live with these people maybe we're too big of a country we need to you know split off a little bit maybe yeah i'd be fine with that i'd be totally fine like i'm fuck like get the fuck out of here dude west Mm -hmm. west midwest east yeah like all the like they live in the shittiest parts of the country anyway that don't have shit and ain't shit so like they've never been shit so (laughs) like good like bye felicia like good riddance like don't let don't let the fucking door hit you where the Lord split you. <laughs> uh, but yeah. On Sean, huh? that's gonna be your city council platform. <laughs> <laughs> fucking secede from the from the union. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I keep telling Sean, trying to put that seed in his head that he needs to start running for some things. And I'm like, you you have a squad behind you. You got Monica could do marketing. I could do photography, you know? Like You're already on the arts council. Like you're good. I'm not running for city council. Fuck that. Like that those <laughs> that shit is so petty. And like it it's fucking terrible. Like it, they make me so mad and disappointed. Just like, the more your- I've learned about it, the like the worse mm-hmm. it sounds. I mean Oscar's cool. So, someone will be catching those fists. <laughs> I, yeah. I yeah, like like the best part was when we asked Sarah uh, um, Peters about like how do you interact with some of these people, and she's like, "It's so frustrating <laughs> to like just interact with some of these people who don't believe in science or just have the." And I'm like, "Yeah, like I don't have time for them. Like I, I wouldn't like shit. Like I, sh- I'd be blowing up people like AOC on the regular, <laughs> like calling them out on Twitter. I would have like in, I would have interns just constantly, just like dude, I would be ah." Uh, yeah, but maybe that's what, feuding with it. That's what needs to happen, Sean. That's what we need. I'd be feuding with everyone constantly, just calling them out on all their bullshit all the time. That's what needs to happen. Okay. But that's yeah. already what it is. I just feel like I'd be adding to like pe- what people hate already. <laughs> no one likes that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, thank you guys for for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, for all of our listeners, make sure you tune in every Friday night from nine to eleven, where Caesar and I play nothing but the best in hip hop on 97.7 k-wink and also on saturdays i think from one to three something like uh, that is the encore play mm-hmm. and also shout out to elza whose shows now on after hours every week and it's fire yep. it's great mm-hmm. that's a that, that's a huge block of hip-hop that you're getting yeah because kiki's shows before us so it's four hours of of, of great hip-hop every friday night from mm-hmm. seven to Mid, or is it seven to midnight? Eight to midnight mm-hmm. on uh, on ninety seven seven K week. Yeah. And also make sure you follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Up in the mix one. Subscribe on YouTube. And uh, leave a a, a a comment or a yeah review. Like comment subscribe all that good stuff. Smash the like button. What whatever they're all saying now. <laughs> and the last thing before we go is what are you guys looking forward to most in twenty twenty one? hope i can travel 
that's I mean, that's that's the thing. That, but, ah, I need to get out of here. No, traveling. I've been having dreams where I like I was in New York for like a couple of months for like a project or something, and then I had another one where I like kept going to San Francisco every month, and it was like for like a job or something. It was like a documentary job, and it was like every month. Um, I would just go for a weekend and shoot photos and it was like, I'm just having the wild ass dreams about traveling. Yeah. I think just not being in the house, just being out and about and actually doing stuff and feeling safe, feeling safe. not feeling pregnant. Hmm. <laughs> the waddle will be gone soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just doing a, like events. Like I can't like. Also, I started saving more each month because I'm like, we're going to want to travel a lot. I need to save more than I have been Mm -hmm. so that we can travel. And then, yeah, just a bit like being able to like go to happy hour on a Friday, Mm -hmm. like have an event, like go like I'm looking forward to like meeting. Like I've been meeting with people on Zoom for so long for some of these things I'm a part of. Like I actually want to see them again (laughs) in person because I feel like I, you know, I don't know that like so much has gone on and things have changed there's people i've never met in person because we've never actually had in-person meetings like this has gone on so long there's people i only know digitally and virtually that i want to know in real life Mm -hmm. so i think yeah looking forward to that yeah but uh yeah thanks again for guys for joining Mm us and reviewing uh 2020 (laughs) it has been quite the year for for all of us Mm -hmm. i know personally and uh like obviously with everything else that's gone on mm-hmm. well what a crazy year it's been like it's it's crazy uh it's gone over like uh samantha and i took a picture last new year's on uh at public house and my brother got like a portrait of it framed for us for christmas and i was like damn that seems so long ago and it was it wasn't even a year yet and it, it, it like so much has changed since i that miss that like i miss being out and like just hanging out with the homies and yeah, just just going to public house and not saying what's up to anyone and everyone showing up. Uh huh. Or going to a movie, or mm-hmm. yeah, going to a store and shopping and not having to worry about shit. Other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Twenty twenty one. It's gonna be. It's gonna be lit. And live music. Oh my god! Like the the thing that got me about the movie Soul was that. Like the first five minutes, I, like they he does this jazz solo and I like he gets into it and I'm listening to the saxophone and I'm like, God damn it, I miss live music. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So thanks again, guys. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. All right, um, yeah, this is Della Photo. Make sure you guys stay hydrated, stay safe, wash your hands, you nasty folks. <laughs> yeah, have a happy New Year's. Uh, we'll take it. We're taking a little break, but we'll be back soon with more new episodes. Adios. Peace. Bye.